probably shouldn't be putting this stuff out public. No, yeah. but like, oh, no, well, no, hello it, there. It's the order of words you said. Like, if I could get myself <laughs> back in shape, and I'm like, what? Uh, no, I, uh, you know what I meant. <laughs> I, know, I know what you meant, man. But come I know what on. I said, but you it's know what I meant. It's a family show. There, are, there are youngsters out there hanging out. And, no, I'm just kidding. Um, obviously, all of our friends, all of our loved ones are with us here, uh, wondering what the heck TK and Juan are talking about. But you know what? That's how we started. Welcome to the best of our week, everybody, ladies Welcome. and gentlemen, and of course, everybody. I see Marilyn with us. Android Stud is in there as well. Davin, da- Davin Davis is in there. Barry Johnson. I'm already feeling this crew. Yeah, yeah, dude, absolutely. Farhan's in there with us as well, kicking it. And of course, Darren, everybody with us. Thank you very much for joining us. It is... You know what? Is this the last Thursday of the month? I want to say this is the last Thursday of the month, right? Yeah, this is. Uh, is yes, yes, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the month I, ends on a Wednesday. On a so. Wednesday next week, yes. Which, um, oh yeah. Speaking of which, I do need to talk to you about next week's show, but we need to kind of talk a little bit. Maybe we'll talk. Yeah, because I also need to talk to you about next week's show. Uh, Might okay. have something myself to do. Oh, good, goody, goody. You're goody. not the only one who gets to travel occasionally. Maybe. Oh, I see. I, I see how it is. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to make it happen. But no, uh, so uh, this is basically obviously a show that we have that we like to just kick it around, talk, and we obviously try to joke as much as possible. Uh, but it's our way for us to connect and, of course, connect with you guys. So uh, the best of our week uh, is a is a culmination of things that we had. And we'll obviously talk about what's the best of our week and maybe not necessarily the best, but also things that are working on coming up next week. Seems like it sounds like uh, Juan and I may not be <laughs> able to be on the same schedule. Um, we'll, what, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll, we'll have play to, by we'll ear. But you know what? Yeah. Next week is next week in in, in linear time. That's <laughs> that, that's. I think that's how a, it was, an yeah. unknown. But right now yeah. is right now, and <laughs> right now we've got all kinds of crazy stuff to to chat about. And no, no, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I will say that I am absolutely jealous of you and Jeff. Yeah, for the fact that you guys got your hands on some really hot, really, really nice pieces of audio candy and it is candy i will call it right now flat out it's candy it is absolutely a tiny piece of gold um supports bluetooth well i mean the fio bt7 uh is just an absolute i mean i know it's tiny yeah. but it just yeah i mean because it, it's not that tiny i mean i thought the btr5 was kind of chunky and if yeah, you hold the BTR7. it up and the btr7 oh, wow. is is a chunk but it's small i mean because you know the q3 yeah, the Q3, it oh, makes yeah, it look little next to a Q3. So this is the BTR7. This is a Bluetooth or, or cable. You can also go USB-C DAC. Yeah. Um, it's notable because, I mean, it's very similar to what the BTR5 does. You plug in cabled headphones. You connect this little transmitter to your phone over Bluetooth, or you can plug in a USB-C cable. Mm-hmm. And it's just much higher quality audio processing hardware than most phones go. Uh, most phones use these days but the btr7 is notable because it takes up not just a great DAC. there are dual ess saber DACs in here but also dual thx amps so it's an amp per ear and it's (laughs) it's basically a guy having it's almost like having a thx onyx per ear speaking of that that i'm actually getting my thx onyx on friday i mean not tomorrow uh, saturday sorry I'm getting one. <laughs> the Onyx is, the Onyx is so good. I mean, Dude, it's it was it, it's the so bulk good. of the Onyx, obviously. Or I mean, so we did the exchange. I played with your uh, with the yeah. Onyx. Uh, so I'm really excited to get my hands on on my own uh, to be able to you know keep this one. But uh, the yes, the, the the audio solutions 
those are obviously not as strong or not as, uh, you know, uh, obviously they don't support Bluetooth either. They need to be cabled directly. But the fact that you guys were able to pick it up, that's the first thing that kind of got me off. Because we were, I know for like weeks we were talking about you trying to look for them. You couldn't find them. Um, you're, you're trying to contact the company and they're like, Hey, just let me know where to get it. Just sh- point me in the Anything. direction of, yeah, yeah just, where do I throw my money? I was at? not dignified. I was like <laughs> grabby hands at PR. I was, I was like, I, I was harassing this PR person over email. I was like, I, I don't even need you to send me one. I just need to know when it's available. And actually Jeff still scooped the PR guys. No, so I know. LFA I reviews. know I, I'll like say new, is- I, I want to say like 12 hours before VOPR got back to me like he was on top of it he knew when it was landing and this thing is great so I I do want to highlight this here from Farhan asking I'm still new to the audiophile world I don't understand that FIO thing you use that for DAC sound quality for Bluetooth headphones or earbuds am I right and you are wrong Ah, someone was wrong on the internet how dare you not know a thing Farhan that came out way harsher than I meant it to. So, what, what, we, um, what we're what we excited about when it comes to these kinds of solutions, Bluetooth earbuds have been getting really good. Mm-hmm. You got a little case, and you've got two individual earbuds. You put them in your ears, but you've got three batteries in here. And so, even if you've got really good earbuds, we have to know the total life cycle of a product like this is going to be less than on a really nice pair of in-ear monitors, cabled earbuds, cabled headphones. So, you know, like I've got my, I've got some Ecos and I've got some Odyssey all tangled up on my desk here because I've been, I've, I've been going crazy listening um, to different headphones and different earbuds. Yeah. yeah. So when you've got really nice um, IEMs, when they're not, these tangled Ecos are not going to, not going to let go. They're like fighting me. We're, we're ah, there, trying there to combine is. the multiple drivers into a six driver configuration. <laughs> right. You know, for my <laughs> reptilian you do it, right? you multiple ear flaps. Up. Absolutely. Uh, so, so what, one of the things that I love about spending a little bit more, and obviously these are Odysseys and that this, this is a crazy tier. Um, yeah, yeah. This, these are $1,300 full MSRP. Mm-hmm. But when you buy something like this, you have detachable cables. So when the cable starts to wear out, you don't lose the driver. If you really like the driver, you can keep it. So I've always preferred traditional cable to IEMs and then combining them with something that I can... I, I can use wired or wireless. Wireless, yeah. So these these are cabled. I'd have to plug them into my phone, and then I'd be tethered to my phone. I plug them into my sound card here on my PC. I'm tethered to my sound card. I've got a little. I mean, it's not the best, but I've got a little headphone amp um, that I can plug them into, and it's a little bit nicer than my sound card's built-in audio. But then I'm okay. stuck, and I'm stuck. You know, with this as my leash. Well, that's where we enter in the Bluetooth DAC. So your phone sends a signal to this little box, and then you mm-hmm. plug your headphones into this little box, and you and your phone can now separate from each other while you're listening to really high-quality audio. And and Theo's done a remarkably good job, I think, of okay. moving up to supporting newer codecs. So I was about to, the, yeah, I was about to jump into that. Could I, with the the Q3 that I have, obviously it's a wired connection, so there's no wireless right. Bluetooth connectivity. But this one... How how did what type of codec are we talking about? What type of technology are we? Looking so the the BTR five gave mm-hmm. us Aptex, Aptex HD, and LDAC and AAC. Okay. But you know that's mm-hmm. just 
That's just for poor iPhone users who don't understand that they don't have the best audio anymore. It's, um, it's crazy. The, yeah, when I when when I review headphones and they're like LDAC on Android only, and then it's AAC on Android. So yeah, sorry. I, you know, it. Yeah, you I, should feel bad for them. We I should. Mean, we should. We should. Um, <laughs> but the, sorry. The 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 BTR five was refreshed last year to include yep. Aptex Adaptive, nice. and that kind of combines. It's it's a it can potentially deliver higher bitrate playback, but then it also combines sort of Aptex, low latency, and HD. Um, oh, so, BT, HD. so uh, Bluetooth LE as well. Yes. Oh, good. So good. Okay. that's what we're dealing with with the BTR7. The, the main top two codecs are going to be Aptex Adaptive and LDAC. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I paired this with was my Pixel 6 Pro, so I couldn't use Aptex Adaptive. LDAC it found LDAC, that. the Pixel knew what to do with it, and I'm listening over LDAC, and I'm listening at a higher quality. I don't know what's going on with Pixels, but even on Android 13, I still don't think it's handling dongle DACs at full max quality of what the DACs can deliver. And now here I am on a Bluetooth connection actually kind of besting, besting what a cabled connection on the Pixel 6 is going to sound like. Yeah. So that's that's killer, but what's also tremendously exciting about something this small, a little portable battery, um, I, I know people like, oh, I don't even think you can hear the quality of like 24-bit, 192 kilohertz audio or DSD. A lot of people are going to kind of play that. Mm -hmm. But what's really fun is, and, and what I think people really hear when they step up to nicer audio is a better amp. And the amps, plural, mm -hmm. in the BTR7 put out twice as much power as the amp in the BTR5. Individual amp per ear. That is just crazy, man. So this is bigger, and it has to have a much bigger battery, but it's got the same runtime. It has the same battery life estimates as the smaller BTR5. So okay. you're like, well, wait a minute. If they put in more battery, it's because this thing is capable of putting out much twice better. as much signal. <laughs> well, because I mean, in a two it's, specific it's incredible. Way, running double the hardware. To a sp yeah, yeah. Take, take into five, multiplying by two, and combining it at a slightly bigger, you know, form factor. Um, the so okay, so from a sound experience, I I personally, it's not easy to describe how the audio sounds, but it's more about for me is it's what you can hear. And I think you said this in the past as well. When you're listening to audio, when you're listening to tracks, especially at a higher bit rate and also higher quality. With better listening equipment, you can actually oh, yeah. hear the differentiation of the instruments, the snares, uh, you know, the, the little hisses in the background, those little things that you typically get on um, when, when, like, when you're listening to pair buds or you know, headphones that are more mids and lows focused, where they're just washing out anything, anything, any of the details out. So there's a, it's a couple of things. Obviously, you need to have good audio files, good audio source files. It's not just about listening to streaming content. I mean, Juan has a massive, amazing collection of. It's not as massive, I guess. Okay, but it's flack. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> I do actually have a pretty ridiculous collection of flack. But then yeah. again, I also really like Cobas because 
the the minimum quality on Cobuz is 320 uh, 320 kilobit MP3. So I mean, like your minimum quality on Cobuz is kind of the same or higher than Spotify Premium. Um, yeah. What 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 I because to to piggyback on that, and this is yep. why I kind of feel some of the audiophile conversation gets lost in the weeds. Mm-hmm. I definitely prefer when I have the opportunity to to listen to high bit rate, high high frequency response FLAC files. I just like knowing whether or not it's you know my brain can actually perceive the acoustical differences. Yeah, yeah. I prefer knowing I am getting what I'm paying for. I want yeah. all the bits of the money that I'm spending on my premium entertainment, and I have so little recreation time. I want it to be the best. Yeah. And I, 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 and if it's placebo quality, great. I want placebo quality because <laughs> that's what I'm paying for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious about BTR seven. Because it is kind of ridiculous overkill for one of these portable music streaming uh, kinds of devices. Yeah. Um, but I do genuinely believe as people are starting to make that trip down audiophile territory, what's really impressing is the amp. And especially these are the THX AAA certified amps. You know, so mm-hmm. it's the same amp that's in your helm. Mm-hmm. It's the same Humble. amp that you're 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 gonna hear again in that Onyx. This is extreme. The, the whole focus of this amp is extremely low noise, extremely low distortion, extremely high signal. And so, even if you're listening to compressed audio, you probably haven't heard a decently ripped MP3 driven to this kind of clarity. Your ears are competing with way less internal noise. Your ears are competing with way less signal or distortion. Mm-hmm. Your ears are getting so much more signal. And, and I mean, it is. It is an intense amount of signal. This is one of the first times I've picked up an audio product, and I even found myself kind of sneakily turning the volume up higher and higher and higher because it's just so full. Mm-hmm. It is such a good sound that I just wanted more and more of my skull. I wanted that sound to just kind of keep filling my cranium. Like I had to walk myself back and I haven't had that experience. Like that, that feeling was something Mm -hmm. that could fit in my pocket since like the LG V20. When I got the LG V20 and I plugged in headphones for the first time and like, Oh, Oh, this is doing something very different on really nice cans. And I would just kind of like, without even thinking about it, like it's not that it's loud. Mm -hmm. I don't want loud because to me that's piercing and shrill and it can kind of start distorting the signal here. It's just like, I've got like infinite headroom. I'm listening on those Odyssey Euclid's, which are crazy planar magnetic earbuds and a comfortable listening volume is maybe a fifth of the total output of what this thing can do on the 3.5 millimeter jack, mm-hmm. it gets twice as loud again when you go to the balanced output. The, the kind of power on tap here is ridiculous. And I actually yeah. do in the video that I put out today, I had to um, put out a buyer beware. Like it's going to sneak up on you. You're going to enjoy how full the sound is and you're not going to realize, like, you've just been burning your ears out because you keep turning it up. It, There's, it's, it's just so much headroom. 
you never have to fight distortion or shrill or piercing sounds or discoloration from you know the the sort of frequency mechanics that you start driving electrical interfaces harder. I mean, it's like it, it, it's like pure torque, and it yeah. just keeps going. It, it really is a remarkable little puck. It's two hundred dollars, so it's not an impulse buy. I'm no. not saying people should rush out and get it. The BTR five refresh is stonking good. It is a fantastic little Bluetooth DAC. This BTR7 is rocking my socks. And it really did genuinely kind of take me by surprise when I started firing it up. <laughs> I like that. I see Aditi has joined us. Ash has been hanging oh, hey. with us. Darren is as well. Steve DeRoche, bonsoir mon ami. Um, actually, you know, Steve is uh, staying up pretty late with us as well. Um, yeah, hey, so Steve. For 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 I guess for most since we mentioned the the obviously the uh, the THX Onyx and and with the Helm Bolt, mm-hmm. who do you think? So who who should consider looking? Because obviously those are more affordable. They're around a hundred dollars or so, depending. Oh, on yeah. which one and if you're getting. Oh, and the Helm Bolt is fantastic. Oh, absolutely, I mean, it's yeah, yeah, genuinely yeah. good. Uh, yeah. From it was very hard. For, I'll say this: when I got a chance to play with the th- your the the THX Onyx uh, that you had when we swapped the Helm Bolt and that. I had a hard time telling the difference between the two, even though technically THX is, you know, makes the, the Onyx and it's supposed to be more of the standard there. Oh, uh, for the sure. Helm was actually holding itself pretty well. So, and I like and the, the Helm. They, again, I'm putting it in that same category because the Helm is also a THX rated amp. I was, I was so about the to Onyx say, yeah. is the first party version yeah. of this idea. If you want a THX certified device, I mean, it makes sense. You would maybe want to buy it directly from THX. The Helm is a sleeper. The Helm is a cheaper way to get a similarly rated, from THX, a similarly rated amplifier on your music. And the fact that we're putting these into, I mean, where is my, it should be on my desk here somewhere. So mine, um, the mine fact that we're been... putting them into floppy little USB yeah, yeah, cables yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, I, I think I'm probably spending about a dollar more on the manufacturing for the THX because it has the little magnet. Yeah, well, it's also so, a longer mean, cable. The cable on the THX is longer. Uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, it reminds me of the <laughs> uh, the Chromecast. Remember the first gen Chromecast from Google? Oh yeah, the, yeah. the magnetic Snick. clamp for the, the HDMI. Um, speaking of which, they haven't had a new Chromecast for it's been some time, but. What I wanted to mm-hmm. ask specifically for you, because so you yeah. because you've played more of the the Bluetooth side and on. Oh, and before I leave that, does um, the BTR five or the B, uh, BTR seven come with an app? Is there an app for you on your phone, or is it so there? There on, is on the there is FIO control, and and um, I probably should have. I was just flying putting this video out because I yeah, really yeah. I, I got it, and I haven't taken my ears out of my Euclids driving <laughs> this thing. I, I, I was obnoxious to my family. My daughter would come running up to me and be like, daddy can't hear you. And I'm not going to turn down what I'm listening to right now. I'm sorry. Um, my so answer would have been, in, honey, hold on a second. Here's your, here's your pair. Let's listen. <laughs> I, fe- yeah. I felt terrible. At one point, I actually did tell my daughter, I need to hear this. I've had a very long week. If you need to tell me something, you're going to have to write it down. 
is not going to take these earbuds. Oh man, you're out pushing of, the because challenge. again, as soon as you do, it, I mean, she's 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 a lovely precocious six year old. But as soon as I take out one ear, she's going to tell me a story, and I'm going to put it back in, and then she's going to remember something. I'm going to have to take it back out, and then she's going to tell me something, and then I'm going to put it back in. So making her write it down slowed her down just enough that she could just tell me what she needed to tell me, yeah, and that was fine. No, no, I but I but I didn't have to keep popping earbuds in and out of my ears. Um, but back to the story. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. So sorry that that was that was a, a a tangent. I completely lost the thread. What was it that you'd asked me? It was the no. So I'm seeing specifically about the app. So I, I know you oh, put the, out the video, by the way, on, uh, on so, the uh, Patreon. So I should have I should have focused a little oh, yeah. bit more on the app. There was a, a firmware update that oh. that dropped hours before I was I was like gonna upload this video. Um, and one of the, the changes, mm-hmm. so I, I, I hit the BTR seven, the, the thing I'm most critical on are the EQ presets. Okay. So you've got a bunch of, you know, like you've got pop preset and classical preset and hip hop preset. Uh, hip hop. Yeah. Typical ones. Yeah. And, and EQ off is like clinically flat. I mean, th- you could make an argument for using something like this as like a portable mixing or recording tool like it is analytical like so 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 stark even i was going a little color wouldn't be terrible guys (laughs) that'd be fine i usually listen (laughs) kind of if if anything i'm always like hey give me a little bump in the mids i I love that clarity that texture it's great even i was like hey hey guys this is empty uh this is so so flat um, so but the, the firmware like update, said, it'd be great for editing. You're right. It'd be, if you're oh, trying to edit audio and you, you want to, you would, tr- I, I would immediately trust this combination. If you had a decent pair of, I mean, again, you're wearing DT seven seventies right now. Oh, again, yeah. just a decent pair of headphones that don't color the sound too much. The amp here, the, the DAC here is going to give you accuracy where that's not always entertaining. Accuracy isn't always what we enjoy. But if you're working on audio, that's what you'd probably want. But the Absolutely. app also, um, the firmware update, excuse me, also unlocked um, PEQ, para, uh, paragraphic, parametric, parametric EQ adjustments for the presets. Okay. So you can go in there at very specific frequencies of sound and dial up or dial down inside the preset. So, so you can take that hip hop preset. So you create a customs, right? So you, you use a baseline and then you change. You, you, and, you and not just creating a custom based on a preset. Yeah, it's nice. And not just one because they have like user customized preset. You yeah, can yeah. kind of go in now and nudge. So like the hip hop preset, I think is too dull. I think it kind of rounds off the upper mids in a way that you lose some of the clarity and some of the edge that can really make that can really make hip hop pop. And at mm-hmm. the same time, I don't think they're giving enough of a lift to the low frequencies that help that rumble. So I'm listening to Run the Jewels and I'm kind of yep. missing both sides. Like Run the Jewels, I actually want just a little bit more of a smiley face, not quite a deep V, but a little bit more of a smiley face shape because yep. I want that club rumble. Like I want it to feel like it's going to it's it's going to flop my subwoofer cones and yep. at the other side of that I want that overly aggressive harsh sharp presentation of vocals that always cut yeah. through their mix Absolutely. and the hip hop preset out of the box on the BATR7 kind of dulls all of that and you're like no you've missed both sides I need I need that so now I can go in the PEQ and and like start nudging 
in some directions. And it's, again, it's hyper precise. It's not just, oh, you kind of move this bar graph slider. It's like you go in there and you say, at this frequency, give me a 3.2 decibel increase. Nice. And you okay. like you write it out like you're you're back in like high school. Does know, it physics. save it to the to the hip hop uh, uh, preset, or does it create a new preset under your separately so that in case so you want to go back? You, 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 oh no! If you want to go back, you can always just reset. I mean, at, oh, at so no point. Do you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So 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 there there all of that stuff is saved in a way where you can nuke it all. Okay. But um, you know when you're kind of futzing around in that app you've got a lot of room so the one i really need to do um mm -hmm. i'm going to take some han zimmer um i'm going to take uh probably the lord of lord of the Rings soundtrack yeah, yeah. i need to fix their classical their classical preset is the worst of the bunch it is hot garbage out of the box <laughs> and and again it's it's a little it's a little like the the hip-hop preset on steroids but it just kills all of the articulation in the mids. I don't know what they're doing with their classical preset, but it is so dull. And I'm listening on like, you know, Echoes and Odysseys and, and I'm even popped in some Chi-Fi. Like I, I pulled out some of my KZ and it mm -hmm. didn't really matter. It didn't really matter what hardware I threw at this thing. It was classical just always <laughs> sounded bad. So I, like, I need to fix that. When you're running them in wired mode, is there a big difference as far as overall uh, audio? As far as, yeah, does it, is there an improvement in USB-C kind of being that you're able to, you know, it, you're not relying on Bluetooth anymore. You're going straight into the amp. Does that improve um, at all in the experience? Not nearly not as, as much as when we were in the BTR3 days. Okay. I believe if you were to give me a blind taste test, I doubt i'd be able to hear significant differences on okay. btr3 it was okay. very easy to see but i would really have to listen um for uh, for for sort of the the reproduction differences and yeah. i think and especially back when the btr3 was like the new and they're sort of not top of the line but it was one of the nicer options that they had yeah um when I got my hands on BTR3, I believe I probably could have heard a difference on, especially on things like um, classical music, jazz, you know, mm -hmm. live room environments. I think I could have nailed it if you gave me a blind uh, comparison. Comparison to, okay. I don't know that I'd be able to on BTR7. Okay. BTR7 hits so hard and the amps are so good. I mean, someone with golden ears could maybe pick out some of those dithering and 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 um, what do you call that? The sub uh, resampling when mm -hmm. you take an audio file like a FLAC file and you kind of squish it over Bluetooth and then it has to be repackaged in repackaged this codec and, then, and then, exactly. then it's expanded. I'm sure there are probably some people on the planet that can reliably catch those differences. I don't think I'm one of them. Oh, and now I just have me. yeah. I, now I just have a really good solution that is super easy to plug into a laptop because mm -hmm. laptops aren't really supporting these advanced audio codecs very well. No, and no. then as soon as I detach it from that laptop, I've got a Bluetooth puck that's ready to go for phones and tablets. So does to it, me, uh, that's that's kind of the best of both worlds. Does it offer simultaneous uh, connection as well or not not on this model? Like uh, dual connections or anything? No, okay. Yeah, I don't think there's any multi-point. I mean, I've dug through that app. I've tried pairing it with other things. And 
if, if there's anything, it, it's probably going to end up being a little bit more like, um, or like my bear dynamics just have that quick repair mode. Oh, okay. So when yeah, you yeah, go yeah. in, you still have to initiate it from the Bluetooth settings, mm-hmm. but I don't even know that it has that. So, uh, again, this is a very singular kind of high performance audio file. I mean, I'm, I'm plugging planar magnetics into a little Bluetooth puck and it's handling them. And I've got headroom. I love like that's, that's real good. That it, that's it, really well, no, good. It's exciting. I, it, I'm excited more about the fact that you're excited about it. I, for me, for what for what I use and what I lo- what I like about them, I I think the Onyx and the the Bolt probably fit a little bit more because I was contemplating on picking it up. I I love my Q3, but and Q3 works great with my PC because it it does it allows me not to rely on my PC's sound card or because I don't have any you know like a, a high end sound card. I'm using basically internal audio, so the Q3 just does amazingly over USB C. So for me, it works mm-hmm. absolutely magic. Um, and for the for the on the go, I think the Onyx for me, not the Onyx, but the Bolt, it's been working well for me. Uh, every time I travel, I use it as my uh, my portable DAC. Uh, great for audio from any device. I, and I found that that was the one thing I think when we were looking at the Onyx and the Bolt, um, like the Onyx was a little bit more picky with devices. It wasn't as compatible for some things. And yeah. I found that the Bolt was a little bit more. Um, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit specifically more of that Samsung, you know, flavor of things. Um, or I think no, I think we were it was one plus I think we were talking about it before I think it was wasn't it like a one plus at that point, but um, either way a lot of good so- audio solutions. Uh, the video is on the Patreon. I think is it going to be live today or tomorrow? V- video is already video went live this afternoon. Okay, but is it yeah, live so, so on the, the channel or just Patreon only? Because I think no, I got no, no, the it's, it's live. Patreon it's, only. It's, oh, okay. it's live pixel. Um, live pixel. It's live public. <laughs> um, the uh, again, just to kind of put that into that's, comparison. That's a good tag, by the way. It's live pixel. I love that. Right. You should, you, you should um, yeah. So BTR seven is a power step above mm. BTR five. Oh yeah, of course. For a lot of the output, BTR seven is nipping at the heels of Q three. So the electrical output of what the Q3 is capable mm-hmm. of, this like little mini hip flask of yep. a portable DAC. <laughs> Absolutely. The best that's way to what, it, hip flask. That's like what that. BTR7 yeah. is doing, and it can go wired just like Q3, or it can go over Bluetooth. So I think the Q3 is a great buy at $150 MSRP. I think mm-hmm. the BTR5 is a great buy at around MSRP around $150. I think BTR seven can kind of replicate both of these for $200. Oh, okay. So that to me kind of becomes that purchasing decision. I have been very fortunate to play with a number of these different dongle DACs and, and Bluetooth DACs and battery powered units I have kept Q3 and BTR5 in regular rotation. Mm-hmm. I think BTR7 can kind of retire two different FIA Two different decks. pieces. Oh, FIA, absolutely. I think from from what it sounds like, at least the it, it, the step up that you're getting here, it makes it more of a, a maverick, uh, you know, a, a master of all trades kind of things. And actually a good a good option for to replacing those three. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to run with three. You just run with with one, and then you know maybe Lex can use the other, and of course the misses can use the other, and of course you know share the love of music. So I, I think it always so, sounds really good. Yeah, Marie has my BTR three. <laughs> she cracked she cracked the glass on it. 
So maybe okay. it's time that she moves I, up to a BTR five. Maybe it's yeah, maybe I see a BTR five in the future. But I so the good thing is that, that with with these type of hardware is I mean that it, as long as you're able to charge them, you're able to use them, and it, it they they perpetually keep just improving the audio regardless of what you're connecting them to. And I think that's the big solution here that you want to be that you want to recognize is it takes the the onus off of the device that you're using, the smartphone, the PC, whatever audio output that you're using or audio generating uh, equipment, and it helps you improve the audio quality uh, even if it's not. As good originally, like even just compress as we were talking. So I think that's the biggest difference between um, audio normally. And the biggest thing you want to make sure though is don't just pick up, you know, like a, a BTR5 or a BTR7 or even an Onyx or, or a Helm. Make sure you pick up a good pair of cans to listen to audio with it because you need. You, you you need to be able to you know use the power to drive these cans and and the 770s are ridiculously affordable like especially if you get the 40 yeah. ohms as opposed to the 80 you could definitely pick up a pretty decent exp- uh, price on them and they're super comfortable as you guys see every time on my live stream i mean with, with one all, i like you know. the 250s i'm just saying that's oh, the, new, the new the new um dt 700s the seven are, yeah, yeah. are really solid you too. got a chance to um i'll 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 kind of you know kind of kind of push back against some of that tk okay there's um we 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 have an idea of really nice audio and right now bluetooth is taking the win for this idea of convenience of course i've got a little battery pack and i've got these little earbuds and how convenient i'm not tethered to my phone that Mm -hmm. is one kind of convenience Another kind of convenience is having earbuds that don't need to be charged, that mm-hmm. don't need to have batteries replaced or become disposable when they mm-hmm. start to wear out. And I feel like that's a long-term kind of convenience. Yeah. I think someone interested in this audiophile journey, um, because this improves everything. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're talking about audio as kind of an abstract. I mean, obviously, we mean music. We, TK yeah. and I both have kind of a love of sitting and listening to music as the activity, mm-hmm. not just as the soundtrack to another activity. But think about every time you stream a movie, mm-hmm. the audio channels that stream on a nice, high-quality movie feed, like from a Netflix stream, that audio is often in higher quality than a Spotify stream. Absolutely. Every time you play a game, you're often listening to audio that is represented at a higher quality than a Spotify stream. So... Really, it's it's kind like of the on. It's a lot better than Spotify. I know, but I'm again I'm just disappointed. Like Spotify Premium, I, I was that guy who was waiting out for years for some kind of like true Spotify HD. And here, Apple Music is giving us at least CD quality. Amazon HD is giving us great quality. Cobuz rocks my socks, and they've just started. I mean, I think they only have like six tracks. But they've just started dipping their toes into spatial audio. And here's Spotify like, we've got podcasts. And you're like, that's not what I want to pay for Spotify. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) But everyone needs to kind of pick where they want to start on that journey. I think a lot of people get caught up in the trap of, I'm going to spend two to $600 on a pair of Bluetooth cans. And now those are my nice headphones. And that's what I listen to for the audio quality. And I think if you take uh, take a, a ride on one of these like dongle DACs, you start out with like a BTR5, even if you're just plugging in an okay pair of KZ, mm-hmm. you're starting off with a better bass, yeah. more customizable, incredibly more powerful, 
just the clarity, the articulation, and the source that is yeah. being driven from that dongle DAC is going to make even just normal-sounding consumer headphones a little brighter, a little more sparkly. You're going to drive them better. And from there, I think you've got an opportunity to then say, well, okay, these $30 Chi-Fi earbuds really perked up. What if I start looking at multi-drivers? What if I start mm -hmm. looking at dynamic over-ear cans? What if I plug in some planers? And from there, you can really kind of round out an audio catalog as opposed to, I spent a whole bunch of money on this one Bluetooth headset, and now that's my nice audio. You can have a good sport pair of earbuds, uh, a nice over-ear over pair of cans, some good mixing cans that are good for passive noise reduction. You'd want to wear them on an airplane, mm -hmm. and all of them can be powered by a little Bluetooth transmitter now, and you're probably still under the MSRP of a pair of Air, AirPods Max. You know, like... <laughs> You can put together an entire standard, catalog yeah. of no, 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 just high profile. And the, no, no, no. I, I sorry. When you said AirPod Maxes, I, I just said the the gold standard, obviously. But yes, sorry. I, I mean, oh no, but yeah, yeah. wink, wink. Um, yeah, 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 no, sorry. But but I mean, if if you're going to spend that much money on a single audio solution, you could outfit you know an entire you know like an entire spectrum so that you have the right fit for a bunch of different uses. Like yep. sporty earbuds, nice listening earbuds, nice over ear cans, and and like you were saying, like those DT seven seventies that you're wearing, not prohibitively expensive, and can be powered now relatively cheap for a yep. portable product. It used to be, Bear Dynamics like that needed like a whole hot box full of vacuum tubes that would glow on your desk to get a good signal out of them that wasn't just horrible noise in the yeah, background. Yeah. And now I've got like, where'd it go? I've got like teeny little puck. And you're like, yeah, that can actually kind of run some DT770s and it's going to sound pretty good. Like pretty good. that's yeah. easy. So anyway, I, I get real sort of deep in the weeds on this kind of stuff because I feel like the representation of this is colored by a bunch of YouTubers that start every video with, well, I'm not one of those stinky audiophiles, but here, let me show you these $500 cans. And you're like, at some point, maybe we should stop listening to people if they're telling us that they don't care about audio. And instead, we should listen to some people that are audiophiles and we'd get better audio experiences out of them. I just think it could be kind of nice. So no, no, I, and, and I think that's, for me, that's my thing. the 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 I guess my my original statement was more focused on um, the way I like to enjoy the music, the way I like to play uh, my content, and just if I'm just sitting there maybe on a flight in a car, sure. or even in the office, I want to have a little bit of you know quiet time, me time. Um, that's the setup that I typically look at. But you're right, so, yeah, no, no, you're right. But, any but any buds will benefit from. A good I think I think that's my yeah. argument. I, I yeah. honestly don't know that it's the best strategy. I don't. Well, I mean, I it's mean, the starting point, right? It's the teaser, right? You, you, yeah, getting, you've got to start somewhere. You, you have to start somewhere on the buffet. The, the, I, would, I like to say you got to start somewhere on the buffet of sound. And if you're going to start off by at least getting, let's say, a Helm or an Onyx, you're, an ama you're at a, an amazing start. And you're going to automatically, from day zero, on a pair of wired buds, that you're going to definitely enjoy that. That The thing about it is we now are seeing so much more... Um, 
specifically uh, conversations around Bluetooth audio, because literally there's this, a very small number of devices, you know, Sony devices are obviously included in this conversation, but very small number. And, and I'm sorry. And I also want to say the, um, the Asus gaming, the ROG series, yeah. as well as the Zenfone 9 has it. Uh, but it's a small number of devices that are still carrying a strong enough of an amp and um, and a DAC that can drive some higher impedance amp, uh, yeah. buds or not buds, headphones. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I, I digress. You're right. The, the point you have it there makes perfect sense. You have to start somewhere. And if you just use what you have and just this, you're at an amazing start. So I mean, again, I, I don't know that that's right. always going to be <laughs> very long. The right, you're right. No, no, yeah. no. I mean, and I appreciate that. I'm very yeah. objectively almost always correct. Um, <laughs> the, um, the 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 reason why I, I I'm I'm kind of hedgy there is like yeah. there there are so many different ways that you can kind of get into this with a bit more appreciation, and yeah. maybe it's you've got a phone with a headphone jack. And it, you, we know that those aren't audiophile anymore because the only company that was really pumping those out was LG well, and, yep. and Asus. You were right with Asus there too. Um, At least but, with the uh, Jeff's playing with it. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but uh, yeah, he he got the Asus Zenfone Nine. So yeah, for sure. So maybe what gets someone interested in this is hearing audio on a thirty dollar pair of KZs. Yeah. And they hear something in that representation that they haven't heard before. And even on sort of a lower power, inexpensive phone with kind of a practical headphone jack, maybe that's what kicks it off too. I feel your bass starts you off. And the thing is, like, if you can pick yourself up a BTR5, and that's not a small purchase. I mean, that, no, I don't want to minimize $150 entertainment purchase, but it's a $150 entertainment purchase that should outlast several generations of phone and can make laptop and desktop audio sound better than any built-in um, yep. sound card that you're likely to get um, outside of like the most premier gaming hardware. So this is just the little kickoff because this is my tease. Um, I've also been playing with another audio product. And I mean, when I say I've been playing with it, like literally just got it out of the box, just started playing with it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like that impressive, right? Like here's a little USB laptop it hub. It's it got like memory yeah, card yeah, I was, slots. I was about to say it kind of looks like a hub. Yeah. It's got an HDMI port on it. You know, you can it's, put in a USB C yeah, yeah, for it's, power. It's, it's a USB C hub, isn't it? No, but, but, but then, but, but then you see like the little icon for high res audio. High res audio on there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I and then it. you turn to this side and oh, it's got 3.5 yeah, yeah, and yeah, balanced yeah. audio outputs. And and this is this is the new laptop hub from Eco. So I was just holding up the Eco earbuds that yep. were tangling up my um my Odysseys. Uh they make a phenomenal DAC. They have that DAC that has that really funky like magnetic breakaway cable. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know if you remember that one. I, I reviewed it like in the middle of the pandemic. So this is their new, this is a full laptop hub, dual memory card readers, HDMI with support for 4K 60 frames per second, a USB 3.2 ports, and high res DAC like built oh in yeah. 3.5 and balanced 4.4. So I'm going to play with this next. And, oh, thank you, with DTNL, the Eco Zerda was their little dongle DAC. This is their new laptop solution, and yeah. I'm real stoked to play with this next 
Because again, I mean, like the headphone output on the Surface laptop is pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. it was better than I was expecting it to be. And something tells me the folks at Eco can do even better. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pop this in there. I, 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 it's, it drives me crazy, like when we fire up like um like uh, one of our docks or mm-hmm. like uh, the next dock, and you like you plug in headphones, and ooh, does that not sound good? When you go over like a USB sort of HDMI output, uh, oh, absolutely, yeah, talk no, no, like I, that exactly. No, and I'm and I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Uh, I forgot <laughs> Twin Folk Tech is saying, I "Forgot it's Thursday." I'm like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" Um, nice of you to uh, join us. No, no, definitely, absolutely. And and I see Michael Pepper Tech is with us as well. Anon's in there, Ash, and uh, and of course. So the biggest thing I think I would probably just say to summarize the the experience is first. Um, find out exactly what you're looking for, what you're trying to do to, or what you're trying to improve. And there are so many options available. I think that's the biggest thing from a small $100 piece of tech that you can plug in to $150, you know, the BTR, the refresh on the BTR5 or the Q3, or even want to jump mm-hmm. up, up to 200 bucks. It's it's definitely enjoyable regardless at any at any level, but it sounds like at least what the appreciated thing is if you do go with the BTR5 or the 7 is uh, make sure you download the application, update your driver, uh, update your firmware as well so that you can get the latest updates like, you know, the last one you got yeah. with the BTR7. So that's a nice little addition. Yeah, the 7 firmware update, like, yeah. that does help fix a major issue with it. But again, I, I, above all else, just I think yeah. it's worth that that little bit of exploration. and And I think it's fun... Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a lot of fun when you're mixing and matching pieces to sort of arrive at a a, a nearly bespoke solution for you mm-hmm. rather than just whatever company sort of makes the first party accessory. Like, yeah. I'm sure Galaxy Buds are fine. And I know I'm, I'm that sure they are. the AirPods yet, Max yeah. are, are good, yeah. but they are not my preferred listening and and i don't feel like it's so complicated mm-hmm. right i i don't really believe the idea of bluetooth simplicity i just feel it's bluetooth familiarity so you you get you know some airpods and an iphone and that's familiar and it's understood it was really easy to buy all of that together directly through the apple store and it all came shipped to you and everything's cool yeah but i don't feel like that's really any much easier than getting something like a little btr and then buying some really nice planar magnetic headphones that reproduce sound in ways that like no Sony's, no AirPods, no other sort of like mainstream, no Samsung's, no AKG's. Like when when you start listening for that kind of stuff and you're and you're you're trying to you're trying to appreciate what it is that you're you're feeding your ears. To me, like that doesn't seem like it's any more difficult, and I got something that was hyper specific to what I like, yeah. and it was still cheaper. That's the thing that that really wigs me out. Is like I'm buying the puck, and I'm buying the headphones, and I'm still saving money on a hundreds, on hundreds a, on on by comparison to even close to that. Um, the one thing I would probably say, like I said, it's more about um, it's more about knowledge and learning. So if you haven't had a chance to yet, make sure to check out the video. It's available on uh, on Juan's channel. It's public now, so no longer on on Patreon only. Um, oh, you can see the glimmer in Juan's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no. I mean, we could definitely alight. I mean, seriously, we could uh, we can turn on a few topics here, and then Juan can just finish the show. I'll just go grab a couple. <laughs> just let him go. Right. Run. I'll just, yeah, I'll just go take a nap. 
Um, no, I, I do I want to try and answer this because I'm not sure what Apple's claims are. Michael Peppertech is asking in layman's terms, what does high impedance mean in reference to the claims of the headphone jack on the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pros? And honestly, I, I wouldn't know until I could measure it. And I just don't have a lot of faith in Apple's marketing to properly describe what an enthusiast feature like that could mean. Um, My assumption would be they are high enough output headphone jacks that you should be able to drive 300 ohm resistance headphones. So like you could go get the, the, the Barodynamic pros that TK is wearing. You could get the 250 ohms and Mm -hmm. you should be able to drive them on a MacBook headphone jack. But unfortunately, Apple plays fast and loose with all of these types of certifications and they love to break standards. They don't, they're not really playing ball with these things that we would normally look for in compliance. Um, so I don't know. I, I wouldn't be able to, to know until someone actually measured the output. Not just like, oh, I plugged these in and now I can see that this is louder than that. I mean, like, some analytical measurements on what happens when you connect audio hardware and cables to that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that would be my guess, but I don't know what Apple actually delivers. Or again, it's kind of like how we can see high res labels on a lot of products. Yeah. And then you really measure the output and the playback and you're like, well, it is better than CD quality, but not by much. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it's really high res. Yeah. <laughs> It's higher than the res. The res, <laughs> right? Maybe the res tensor for are missing a T. Oh, and Raj talking about the Axon Seven. That's still such a monster phone. It's I... so sad that like not only did we give up headphone jacks, but we also gave up audiophile headphone jacks. Exactly. All yeah. because a bunch of YouTubers were like, oh, "I don't know, can you even like hear the difference?" And you're like, "Well, you're just you're just really not good at this, are nope. you?" No, no, you need just <laughs> real bad attack. It, it's it's one of those. You're right. Like like you said, if you start pre- if you preface it the conversation saying I'm not an audiophile, and you just basically get into yeah, like explain, I believe you, I believe you. No, <laughs> you are I mean, not lying to me. You are not qualified to discuss. So for me, I got a chance to play with a little bit different audio this week. Um, Soundcore, Heck yeah, you did. Uh, so Soundcore was really really generous, and they sent me. So they were coming out with a new line, almost like a rebranding of their line. They're going with the Soundcore space. Um, I got a chance to play with a couple of really, really good, um, basically they're obviously wireless. This is the biggest thing, uh, but one of them is also wired. So you get the, the Q45s. This is their Q series, the upgrade to the Q35s that we had dirty, uh, late last year, I think I want to say. And of course we also have the space A40, which is new. I think the A series is new, um, small form factor, a lot of good things going on. Obviously, they definitely focused more on bass-heavy experience. This is Soundcore. I'm not going to try to make it sound like it's an audiophile solution. Uh, but I love the fact that both of them support LDAC and more control is into the audio experience than I've seen in the past when it comes to ANC, but also call quality, especially when it comes down to the Q45s. Like they're a little bit more, but this is like about 150 bucks and about $99. So this is you know the under 100 bucks experience. Um absolutely you know really happy with what they're offering um the q45s amazing audio also i loved using them with my uh on, with my uh, onyx because uh not the onyx sorry with the bolt because connecting them directly got me better audio but it didn't necessarily drive them the way i wanted them to be but it was still a better experience if you don't want to use any power uh 
great solution, great option available. They, they became available today. So I've been playing with them for about a couple of weeks now. And the packaging was really nice. I, so I love, I love unboxing when it actually is an actual unboxing. You know what I mean? Like when it's, there's actual, uh, you know, packaging. Like a presentation and Yeah, there's a presentation going on. accessories. Yeah, not like just, you know, can, you know, let me, let me unbox this, you know, and then all you do is basically shake it, open it up and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> look, it buds and, and ear tips and so on. Um, I love the fact that, like I said, the, the biggest thing for me was the fact that they both support multi-point, they both support LDAC, and they both have 50-hour lifespan. So the batteries on these things are crazy, 500 milliampere and 50 on, on the buds themselves. And they literally, I have not, it took me about a week and a half for me to even be able to get them to recharge even on, on the Q45s. Because I was, I'll, I won't deny the fact that I used the Q45s a little bit more. I like over the year, that personal mm-hmm. experience, because it, it isolates the ears a little bit more. Then I feel like yeah. on in ear because um, the tips I would have wished they had in here was more of the uh, not not the silicon kit tips that we typically get with earbuds. I want to get more of the foam ones, the one that actually oh, yeah. you have to squish, put them in, and then it just fills up. And, and it yeah, I was real happy. Conforms. Again, if you like Baird Dynamic, you might want to try those Freebirds because yeah, yeah. the 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 ear tips that come with those are those nice squishy foams. So oh no, so for me, I got a chance. Sorry. This is something else. So I got a Noble um, Falcon uh, ANC. I don't know if you've heard. I'm I'm assuming you know the brand. So I won these by being in one of uh, Qualcomm's uh, spaces on Twitter one day. I was Mm -hmm. on and they were like listening. So I jumped in and I was listening to them. I didn't even have to do anything other than just being in there. And then lo and behold, I won it. It took them a little bit to get to me. but um, So these use those type of foam uh, tips. Very nice. Very concise. I like the controls on these things. I don't like the case. The case is way awkward. It does it's not. Like it's almost my... a, a perfect cube. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's literally. It's like I'm like, but why so much space? Like it, it's good, but I, I'm, I've gotten so used to smaller form factor. But like this is like seriously. But it, it, they do sound great. They do have a lot of good controls. I love the app, um, and of course, obviously, it supports uh, you know uh, Apex Adaptive on there as well, which is I think the biggest thing. The reason why this, these are the ones that they're giving out. So. Uh, but yeah, so going back kind of to the sound core, the A40 and then the uh, Q45s, very nice. I chose to put the video to combine them together. I I didn't feel like it would have been, if I had posted two videos at the same time during the same day, it's a little bit hard. People it's tough. I mean, I did the same thing with Bear Dynamic. I, I did a mic and a headphone at the same time because it's like I, you're I, launching I, multiple products on the same day. And I it's a tough one. Yeah. Multiple videos like that. It just doesn't. Well, I mean, we already have an, enough of a hard time with an uphill battle with the algorithm to try to throw two <laughs> videos, and they'll be like, "Well, wait For a minute, sure. what are you trying to do, buddy?" No. Um, so, long story short, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, that video dropped this morning. Um, and uh, but I really, I've had some time to play with little, you know, with them for some time. So I'm enjoying them pretty nicely. They fit into the Soundcore experience. If you've used Soundcore by Anchor, um, got some good rumble. Absolutely, man. No, dude, yeah. seriously. Really nice. The <laughs> ANC is very nice. It's also tunable that you can actually tune and they have an adaptive ANC. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the really nice things on the Q45s, you have also an adaptive uh, pass-through mode, which enables you to actually reduce the audio and give you better microphone experience. So um, the Q45s are definitely a big upgrade, not necessarily on the hardware, but mostly specifically on uh, the software on there, as well as the fact that they're using something very new here with the... Um, uh, oh man, I keep forgetting how they they actually worded it. So the double layer diaphragm drivers, I haven't seen this before, so I couldn't really explain it well. But 
they sound great. Honestly, they for me, they sound great. And I do end up tuning a little bit the audio outside of their EQ. So I use, I take a preset and I change it and I save it as my own. So it usually typically works very nice for me. So I like this. Yeah. So I saw Jeff dropping the uh, A40 as well. Oh, yeah. So Jeff got the, and of course, again, Jeff would have. Of course, Jeff. Yeah, I would <laughs> I would highly recommend people go and check not just your video, but also Jeff's. Oh, oh absolutely. Um, yeah, I, yeah, no. I'm I'm way behind, so I mean I've got I've got the 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 laptop hub to cover. I have maybe something else that I can't talk about just yet, and so I'm like I'm looking at the sound cores, like I'm gonna I'm gonna probably buy them at some point. I don't know when I'm really gonna be able to just sit down and listen to them though. And and I just recently spent that time with the um the sound core boombox. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. the giant Bluetooth speaker, and you're like, man, this is such good. So I, I haven't, I haven't stuff. yet gotten my hands on some of their bigger solutions. I've done, uh, we did the frames. I think was it last year? We did. Um, I mean, it's been mostly basically the Q series and the A series, or even the mm-hmm. Live series. Like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, for me, I, I like Soundcore's audio. I honestly really do, and I appreciate their it's their focus really and their message. Punchy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it fits for me. I'm an EDM head 90% of the time. If I'm exercising and doing whatever, <laughs> I'm going to be playing some really heavy, happy, hardcore trance, um, any kind of uh, bass bangers, anything like that, that just drives me to just go do shit. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you know, just that, 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 that I need to get up and go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you can't listen to that. And you're like, it sounds really good. No, you're like, let's go, let's go. So, yeah. See, and, and Michael Peppertech, this is exactly, I mean, like, like from TK and I's perspective, it's not yeah. so much audio is the most personal wearable technology someone can invest in. So when I'm sharing my experiences, you have to know I am, uh, what now? Well, I started when I was 20. So I'm now 22 years into recording and my experiences were very practical Mm -hmm. with microphones and studio monitors. That's kind of how I was taught audio, the the language of audio. I have very asymmetrical ears. Um, My right ear is significantly more damaged than my left ear. And I prefer highlights and articulation in the mids because I spent most of my time recording human speech. So the human instrument used at its lowest power level, not singers, but mm-hmm. people talking, that is a much different cut style of recording. So when I start listening to music, what I appreciate is articulation in the mids. I love hearing um, strings, pluck, guitar distortion, stuff that really informs the differences in the spatial uh, areas of a track. Once you know that about me, you start to then understand why I gravitate towards specific audio products and your listening styles will be fundamentally different than mine because you haven't spent the last 20 years listening to people whisper into microphones. So that, that, that what you're describing right there, uh, Michael Peppertech writes, I'm working on my buds to pro bullet points and thoughts and being someone who doesn't do a ton of audio coverage. It's fun. It's the exploration. I mean, we, we sell these things to people and we just sort of tell them, yeah, these are the gooder earbuds. And you're like, there's no thought into what that person might like to listen to, how they might like to listen, where they might like to listen, That's what true. their favorite yeah. genres of music are, what hearing damage have they, I mean, because we all have, <laughs> we oh, no, absolutely. we're dumb enough to go to clubs and stand in front of subwoofers. We all have issues with hearing. And if you don't find an audio solution that fits the things you like 
and the things that are sort of detrimental to your hearing, then you don't really get the right solution. So when, when you're writing up those notes, I mean, like, there's so much. It's so meaty. And I find it very, uh, I find it very upsetting how often you get through, like, a headphone review and someone's like, yeah, they're pretty good. And, like, the battery life is great. And I love all these features. And look at this software. And look at this, like, assistant integration. And you can multipoint. And you're like, but they're headphones. Like, can, can you can you discuss with any experience, did you just like the sound? Yeah, I mean, like, the bass was good. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna smash my head against the wall. Then go turn on Jeff's channel. Then fire up some game ski, some super audio reviews. I need to talk to someone else. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I, but I I think the biggest thing with the with with the Buds Two Pros as well is I think I think mostly because Samsung's trying to play with their new codec that only works on Samsung devices. So you kind of also need to understand and appreciate that you know when you recommend those devices, yeah. you need to kind of also add that as a somewhat of a oh by the way, if you're not using them on Samsung, it's kind of like saying. Deck, well, I mean, it works TK great on hasn't hasn't Samsung earned the default Android recommendation? It seems that Didn't way. Didn't we all read that editorial? Hasn't Samsung spent enough on marketing to finally you just be should, given you should, the you automatic should just get win? An, you should just get an iPhone or a Samsung conversation has been said multiple times. Well, I, well, if you're comparing Android devices, it's Samsung has bought their way into being the bestest Android. But then if we compare Apple against Android, obviously Apple's are better than Android's. So we can always move the goalposts even then. Depending on the but, data that you need. Yeah, no, of course, always, always. What's going to make me the most money on YouTube, TK? I need <laughs> you to just tell me what. What speaking I'm speaking of Samsung, you know, it, it's a nice, beautiful segue. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so <Michael> <laughs> I, I knew where we were going with that, and I still managed to be a snarky butt. <laughs> it's okay. It's Thursday night, man. Let's enjoy, let's enjoy oh, the snarkiness to, at at the level that. It <sighs> in, but I really should have cracked a beer for this one. I, I really like. <laughs> it's that type of night. Okay. Um, you, yeah, no, you're more than welcome to go and uh, grab it if you'd like. I'll go just ahead and, scurry uh, off. <laughs> no, because you're on Bluetooth, man. We can listen to you the whole time. It's like, hey, remember? <laughs> I think we did that one time, didn't you? You went down I, to the yeah. stairs. And, I, so and unfortunately, Bluetooth on my Windows workstation, total crap. Couldn't hear anything you were saying, but it, but we the, could uh, hear you. That was the, the road. Yeah, yeah. We I could keep harassing you. you. Just yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. of what you were saying about me while I was gone. No, yeah, but yeah. sorry, the transition being, because we, we were just mentioning uh, sort of our predilections towards uh, Samsung commentary, but there are things in Samsung land to discuss. There are actually are things in Samsung land. Like number one thing for me, at least, is I was able to finally get back on RCS. You know, happy, you know, happy Thursday, everybody. Um, my lawn battle with... So it's been a continuous one thing after another kind of thing going on with the S22 Ultra for me. And I don't know if it's maybe my unit or maybe just, you know, the T-Mobile experience that comes with this device. Uh, but yeah, after like a couple of weeks ago, uh, and Juan and I obviously went back and forth with this because he was helping me test it out. I lost access to the RCS on, on my device. It would just not work at all. It doesn't matter what I was doing. I can't uninstall it. I tried uh, ADB, uh, you know, disabling it or uninstalling it through ADB, but it doesn't really uninstall it. It just makes it hidden. Um, long story short, uh, the Fold the Fold 4 finally got delivered, and I did not go with any carrier version of this one. I decided to go straight with an unlocked, and this one did fix my problem. Um, I got it on Monday, been playing with it, pushed out, I think, like one video on it. 
Um, but I have some thoughts on the the differences and the things that Samsung's doing with One UI 4.1 because it seems like mm-hmm. they're changing things that we've we, we've been used to seeing with generational. Like the Fold 3 still has the 4.0, and you could see like you know uh, enhanced processing is still in there. The, the 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 governor or the profile management that they're doing for performance on this device is a little bit yeah different, especially when we have a more powerful SoC. Like yeah. I'm still, I mean, and, and we're we're not even running latest uh, August month and uh, security patch update. We are still on July. So what? there's things in there. It's what you know, <laughs> I know. You're I know. you're still on July. So when whenever Samsung is first turn update, all I can hear is how that's the correct way to do it. But there are other phones that have August security patches. So, so I guess that means the, you have to throw away your Samsungs. Now. So foldables for me, at least within the last two generations of foldable for the two and three, they don't update them every month. It's like every other or maybe well, that's not correct. It's a weird relationship. Their flagship S series they do, but at the eighteen hundred dollar mark, I guess they feel like they blowing my mind right now (laughs) because I thought Samsung was the bestest at software. And I'm sure if you talk to them, that's the bestest way to get it to to my device. Every what? How could they? How could they be hurting their customers like that? Because what if there is a security threat that happened in August? That did not get, get that up. wasn't updated because you're on July. Oh man, I I, I, I mean I, I, I don't understand I don't how I don't anyone that. could use something that old. That that's just the worst. The the biggest thing for me though, <laughs> getting getting the fold four was more. I wanted to kind of see what you know with the new with the new camera experience has been. Uh, obviously, the horsepower with the technology, not a lot of differences realistically hardware wise. It's a little bit smaller, a little bit thinner, a little bit lighter, a lot of little subtle things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Flip Four definitely had more work done on it because of the battery expansion and different things yeah, going on for sure. But honestly, going from the three to four is is I mean it's it's a little bit of a obviously it should not do that. Do not do what I'm doing. Uh, it's more for me because I need to get my hands on it and start creating content and stuff like that. Um, it hasn't been, I I'll, I'll say this, Samsung still doesn't like us using third-party launchers. That's not going to change. I don't know if that's going to change on one UI five, but at least on four and 4.1, anytime you install like Nova prime or whatever. And I personally like Nova prime. I do not like Samsung's one UI, um, right. overall interface. I like to have my customization. So I brought in Nova and I installed it. Um, and then right out of the box, we lose some features, obviously, that are unique to Samsung, like the bottom dock. I can't use that because it's not part of what I have. But it's that yeah. for some reason, it takes longer to load. Like if I swipe from uh, and open up my home screen and I unlock the phone, there is literally like a two or three second. And I can almost replicate it for you um, here. So let's do this. And sorry, I got to <laughs> dust the phone. Ah, we're doing it live. I love it. OK, so here. The phone is locked, and then I'm going to, it's going to be, uh, oops, sorry, let's do this. So here, the phone is locked. Let's do this, okay? So I'm going to unlock it with my fingerprint. Hey. Oops, sorry, here, lock. And of course, now it loaded. Okay, so this one was not a good example. Hold on, let's close it. Because it happens usually for me when I open, unlock it on the lock screen. Okay, so here. Now I'm going to open it up on the inside. Okay. That's how oh, I, I see it. what you mean. It's got to like see, redraw everything, re- everything, screen. and so yeah. and let's say I take it to the front screen. Oops, sorry. Now, yeah, as I'm enjoying the wallpaper, kind of yeah, yeah, animating yeah. that in, but it's been driving me crazy since Monday. 
Like it shouldn't be doing this. There is no yeah. reason for, 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 uh, for, you know, for the, for something to that powerful that, like, to need to 12 gigs of Ram. Okay. 12 gigs of Ram, regardless of how much storage I have, but UFS 3.1, it's not a storage issue. It's not a Ram issue. The eight plus gen one latest SOC running. That, that is an, a Samsung optimization issue where they are likely doing custom things in code for how yeah. this UI needs to function, which is to the detriment of third party launchers. Absolutely. And and they haven't been friendly to third-party launchers. And because it, I mean, this is the same thing I've done with even my other devices. It's been where, um, like, let's say I want to, I want to open up the recents app. It's, it almost never works on Samsung. If you're running a third-party launcher, you have to open up an app and then try to do the recent because there's a conflict between Samsung pay. And of course the rest of the UI. Uh, but this latest issue with me, with, with the reason why I was saying it's running July, cause I was hoping maybe they would fix this issue as a separate update. It, there, there should not be an issue or no reason why my Z Fold 3 running, uh, you know, Nova Prime launches instantaneously with the 888, but then, you know, the 8 plus Gen 1, you know, and Sam, well, it's not really the 8 plus Gen 1, it's Samsung. It's really Samsung's optimizations. Yeah. Something in either the One UI interface that still runs on the system is just requiring it to redraw the entire thing. So the wallpaper yeah. loads and I'm enjoying my looking at my wallpaper, waiting that one to two seconds for my apps to draw so that I can know it and click and launch something. So little things, little things, but I mean, I'm glad I'm at least I'm back on regular messaging with, uh, with one UI and not the one. Yeah, UI, no, it was RCS. great getting RCS from you again. It was like, Hey, cool. This is working. <laughs> it's like, what? I still have, yeah, yeah, no. Well, because I mean, I really appreciated having, you know, secure messaging. I, I don't like being on SMS unless I have to. Um, sure. And it was hindering my the rest of my family because when I couldn't be on RCS, I had to disable RCS on both my wife and my son's phone so that they didn't try to, because the system on their side, for some reason, even though I send them text, still recognized my number as RCS because technically it, yeah. it, it isn't, it's a service thing with T-Mobile. So it was, it, they would send messages and they would just never get delivered. And you and I actually, we missed quite a few, I missed a couple of your messages because mm-hmm. you would send them and your system still thinks it's RCS and never defaults to go back to SMS. And I'm just like sitting here waiting, it's waiting, waiting. Like, why is Juan yeah. not talking? Why is he not talking to me for the last couple of days? <laughs> you know what you did, TK. I, you know what you dude, did. Dude, I said I'm sorry, man. I said I'm sorry like a thousand times. Enough, We're going to keep enough. doing this every night? Man, come on. Gosh. Apparently, we do need to keep doing this. Yeah, man. Like, dude, seriously, <laughs> dude. It was that one time, so, man. Sorry. So I... I, I, I I appreciate that there is a North American conversation about foldables, which is almost exclusively dominated by Samsung I, products. It, it, it is. And no Motorola is like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can still buy an old Motorola. No, absolutely. Uh, on their website. Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but no, I know. But it, it's, it's, um, it's difficult because on the one hand, I, I appreciate that there are comments out there like, hey, I'm going to talk to people about the phones that they can actually buy. And then there are other people, I mean, literally in our chat right now are people that have like zero issues like importing a phone if it's the phone they want to buy. So I don't necessarily see that as too much of a deal breaker, but I also don't have anyone in my circles of family and friends mm-hmm. that are so into tech that they need to have a foldable but are so average consumer that they can only buy a solution from their carrier store. Like, I don't know who that person is. So 
when I'm looking at something like the Fold 4, and I'm seeing progress. Like, again, this is another iteration on the same idea. Yeah. That Samsung has been refining since the Fold 1. I'm appreciative of the fact that what I see is refinement. And I think this is a better device than the previous generation and the generation before. I'm still left concerned because... And I, and I don't want to sound like a hack editorial here, mm-hmm. but I'm still not sure what Samsung is trying to position the Fold to be if it's an expensive premium device. Okay, well, we've got the extra screen real estate. That yep. can be helpful. Yeah. But then I get immediately concerned that I am not allowed to bump up the processing power in the battery settings to maximize a short workload. It, it's I mean, it's not, those kinds of decisions that yeah. really leave me confused on what is Samsung trying to accomplish when there are other international foldables that are going to live in China for a while that I think are doing more daring things with hardware and, and more interesting so, things with so cameras like the, and yeah. are utilizing this 8 Plus Gen 1 to a much higher degree than what Samsung is letting us do on a foldable that's going to be more expensive mm-hmm. because that Xiaomi is coming in a couple hundred bucks cheaper when you really kind of try and account for all of the exchange conversions. rate and shipping well, and, 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 and all those and conversions and, all and stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it's very... It's, it's tough being, being stuck in a monopoly because it is a monopoly where it is right now. The Fold and the Flip are pretty much the only foldables we have in the U.S. market, right? Yeah. OnePlus has not made any statements into possibly bringing in the N series, the fold, uh, the, you know, uh, yeah. the, the, the open that would be their entry point the find is calling it a one plus. Yeah. Oh no, no, absolutely. This, we need to accept this as a statement in the U S one plus is a, an Oppo. Uh, it, this is how Oppo is able to come into the U S yeah. market. Now it's through one plus. So if they were to launch their device internationally, it behooves them to do it either on their label or put it under a one plus label. The the concern that I'm having right now is it's more of the competition. The reason why the Fold 4 is the way it is today is because of the lack of competition. It's because mm-hmm. that the Honor V, the foldable, the Xiaomi foldable, the um the, the Oppo foldable, and all the other markets, although all the, all the or even the, the Huawei devices, the Mate yeah. series, right? The Mate X, uh, they don't exist in our market. So Samsung doesn't have a need to to push the envelope. I appreciate what they did. Don't get me wrong. You could Obviously, you could barely tell the difference in weight because once you put a case on it, it doesn't really matter. That changes the weight factor, and it's hard to tell the difference between the two. But it is slightly larger in the sense of the uh, the display on the front. The camera sensor is a little bit better. We're up to a 50 meg- uh, megapixel primary shooter. So what, what size is it? Do you know what camera sensor I, it is? Because everyone keeps saying like, "Oh, but I, you know, the 108 megapixels. Do you even use 108 megapixels?" <laughs> and you're like, "You moron." <laughs> the Note 22 camera sensor is incredible, not because it's 108 megapixels. It's incredible because it's a 1 over 1.3 inch sensor with phenomenal, phenomenal depth of field, incredible dynamic range, and amazing HDR processing. Yeah, yeah. The Note 22 camera is a beast because it's a bigger sensor, mm-hmm. not because of all the megapixels. So uh... you'll pardon... Um, do you, do you know what's what's on the fold? For? To, is it the one over one point five? Uh, give me one second. I think I have it. 
I saw it somewhere and I, I can't remember the exact size of the 50. It It's definitely noticeably better than what we've seen. I mean, just visually, the quality of the images when I put them. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure the other. full four is a step up from the fold three. Yeah, I mean, that, that, again, like I said, like there's so much of this that's progress. But when I see people, again, this is the same problem I had with the iPhone 12 Pro and the 12 Pro Max. You had a yeah. bunch of tech reviewers out there saying, well, because of the image processing, there's no difference. And you're like, then you have to be blind then you really have to not be looking at the photo output of the different sizes of camera sensors and what they can accomplish, the pixel level detail, the dynamic range. There are reasons why we climb up to larger sensors. And so I'm, I'm sure the Fold 4 is, an, is, is a step up, but I'm getting it's, really uh, F, bristly. F, F over 1.8 aperture at a 1 micron uh, pixel size. 1 micron at 50 million pixels. So here, let me share. This is off of uh, so, Phone Arena's website. So the, yeah, then I think that should be a 1 over 1.5, somewhere in that territory. Mm-hmm. So there basically, we should be pretty close. Uh, where, where are we at? Is that like iPhone 13 Pro territory? That shouldn't be too bad. So here we are. So I don't know if you could see it right there. I'll highlight the, the center. So this one, it says it's an F1.8 right there. Oh, I mean, that, yeah, the aperture, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, but, wait, wait. But, what, comes with it oh no, no wait my mistake that's actually the older one ah yeah dang it why was i reading r so for the context the z fold 3 came with a 12 megapixel with wi over one and then but it doesn't actually say okay on the notable difference the previous is. model it's a large oh, javier saying it's one over 1.57 so that okay. would be that makes sense to me like okay. i think that sounds correct yeah sorry i miss which I miss means for... it's it's demonstrably smaller than, um, the standard, than like the, the note. The best. Oh no, no, absolutely. This is not a. Um, so here, here's the thing. I'm although I switched my SIM card over from the Note 22 Ultra or the S22 Ultra over to the Z Fold 4. I'm going to be very, very frank. The only reason I felt comfortable doing that is because I have an X70 Pro Plus with me. It's because I don't really need the cameras on the. You know what I mean? Like this is the th- right. this is the biggest thing that I have that I always kind of that like Samsung in my mind. GN1 is so stupid. Dude, good. They, when you jump into the X70 Pro Plus, because I was talking like some friends, it's like seriously, when when I yeah. because I have the, I, because I have that 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 type of ex, that type of camera performance okay. prowess, I don't really care. I mean, for the foldable, for the fold. I'll be very honest. I mean, I'll, my SIM card will be in there maybe another month or so or whatever. But at some point or another, I'm going to be switching it again. I don't see myself stuck with a fold all the time. I like the find end, but I don't put my SIM card in it all the time because I like to con- consume content. with yeah. it. It's not, I don't feel like it's because of the thickness of the phone it, and, and the sheer size of it. It And with a case, I mean, if you're running it without a case, obviously it's a much thinner phone. It's not that much thicker than a standard phone, but nobody really runs these things without a case. Um, easily breakable and of course you know you have to put protection on it so um, I'm appreciating what they've done I like the fact that the cameras are better than what we had before not not to the Note 22 Ultra but better uh, sorry take that back the single camera performance this is a phone that you basically now if I'm recommending it I will say you need to live in that sensor because that's the sensor that's going to give you the best experience on this phone and it's hard to say that on about a 12 or an $1,800 phone you know what I mean like you're saying $1,800 The I understand that a hinge will automatically add a price upper, but they didn't reinvent the hinge. This is, you know, this is two years of producing the same. Looks uh, like the same, the same crease. Yeah, no, no, we, same crease. Um, 
they they supposedly improved the 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 not the performance but the material on the screen protector so that it doesn't peel. Some people were having it. I didn't have that issue with my Fold Three, but the story is, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, it's much it's much about. It's, it's a lot about the same story. It's a very much feels like a continuation of the full three. If you have a three, this is absolutely not the game for you. If you have a two or if you have a one, well, one for sure. But with the two, it's also kind of a rough, depending on how your device is held up. I think someone, I think this would be a really, because, because uh, again, I very much appreciate the engineering that goes into the fold. It is not the device for me. No, I think I mean, right now would yeah. be a great time to try and get your hands on a fold two. Oh, absolutely. Where you would probably also, I mean, again, this isn't the best refined version of this idea, but you could probably get it for a lot cheaper and you would likely end up with better battery life. Dude, the fold three is that 800 bucks. You're, you're, you're able to pick up a fold three for about 800 bucks. Uh, used yeah, in good but the condition. fold three battery life is real bad. And the well, fold two battery life was better. The Fold 4 is the same battery as the Fold 3, but I, I will say it's it's been able to hang with me for oh, a while. Oh, to me, it's, it's, it's not necessarily the battery capacity as much as it is the SoC. I was going to say, I, I, think, yeah, the I think the idea the works better on an 865 than it does on, a, on any eight, of the eight. big core CPUs. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm with you. So. Uh, and, and the crease of obviously is still there. It still has the same, you know, aesthetics. Still don't have S Pen control on the front panel. I don't know why. And the front panel is still logged at 60 frames. You know, That's I mean, lame. can you even I, I don't even think I can function at 60 frames, but it's more about for it's me, it, it, you know, your your selling cases that support S Pen. You're building this ecosystem about trying to give us S Pen functionality. You're limiting it to the internal display, which is for me some weird mechanism. You have the technology. You're charging enough for this phone. Why is it hard for us to get a Wacom based display on the front, even if you don't give us more than sixty frames, but give us the functionality of the S Pen? The case that they sold has an S, or not? I think them uh, Spigen has one. There's an S Pen on the right side. Pull it out, use it, put it back in, and not necessarily open the display, the the main device. Yeah. So for me. Little things like that would have made uh, the Fold 4 a much easier sell because I would have been like, well, now you have access to the S Pen everywhere and you have a much, it's a slightly yeah. larger display overall. But the, the, I'm, I mean, I upgraded. There's going to be more things coming up with it. <laughs> I'm working on putting a Z Fold 3 versus Z Fold 4 video because I need to turn, so I need to return, not return, I need to trade in my Z Fold 3 as, as you can imagine. I tra- I'm trading that in to get the Z Fold 4. So I have a very yeah. short amount of time left before my kind of trade and stuff. Well, plus I'm I'm out I'm out of town next week, so I can't. I'm going to lose seven days uh, or so of of time being able to create content with both devices. I'm not going to travel with both folds. I'm not. <laughs> I'm. I mean, I'm cool, but I'm not like that cool. You know, foldable, <laughs> uh, <laughs> foldable guy. Um. So, initial impressions of it. It's it's. It's a work in progress. It's sad to say, as a typical Samsung device, it sometimes comes out. It needs a couple of updates. I feel like one update, at least, for sure, helping the UI elements redraw faster, fully utilize, and maybe even bring back the enhanced processing. The The profiles that we have right now are a little bit confusing because there's standard and then there's power efficient. And supposedly, and so after you and I talked a couple of days ago, we were talking about the performance and so on. When I recharged my battery to 100%, the standard profile started performing more as the performance mode, which was meant that the 8 Plus Gen 1 was running at full potential. 
but they have that as the standard default now. They no longer try to play that game where they throttle you and then they tell you you have a button to push. So I don't know what what game Samsung's trying to play ever since they got caught, you know, messing around with uh, benchmarks and so on. Yeah. But I think that's what they're trying to do. And I don't like, I mean, I kind of liked it being throttled and knowing that I could push a button to get the full potential when I need it, as opposed to having to switch between standard and, pro- and power saving. I don't know why I have to jump there. I, hey, I, I am going to be, yeah, El Jefe Reviews jumping in the chat. We, I mean, we were already talking about audio gear and we we're had absolutely. a lot of nice things to say about your channel, Jeff. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, absolutely. The, um, the, the, the concern that I've got, and again, mm-hmm. I feel like Samsung, I feel like Samsung might actually just be victims of their own timing on the various products that they're trying to put out right now. The 8 Plus Gen 1, mm-hmm. it's still an 8 Gen 1. Oh, absolutely. The, 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 the fundamental concept of massive CPU core, three big cores, four little cores, mm-hmm. I still think we need some refining to, to kind of make this more consumer workable. Mm-hmm. But I don't care about consumer workable on $1,000 plus devices. I care about laptop grade performance. Mm-hmm. And that's what 8 Gen 1 can deliver. But I find it frustrating that we've got 8 Gen 1 on the Note 22, mm-hmm. and then we've got 8 Plus Gen 1, which actually does realize some significant power efficiency over the 8 Gen 1. Absolutely. And Samsung won't let us really open that up in a way that makes sense. Like, if I want to take off the limiter and I want to go balls to the wall and I want to nuke my phone battery, I'm so happy I have that Moto back. That thing runs hot. That thing mm-hmm. is crazy, but yeah, it yeah. doesn't slow down for anything, and it will do exactly what I tell it to do. And you can go and buy that phone on a fire sale right now for four ninety nine with five hundred and twelve gigs of storage, active pen stylus support, the best desktop mode on any phone available. It's yeah, yeah. insane what that thing can do. But it will. It's not going to sit there and hold your hand if you tell it to. It will destroy its battery trying to please you. You could That's see what the, I want. You could see the percentages literally in the ass. Like, oh, like a Kelly, like it a clock. nukes. Yeah. And, and again, really fire up, ready for, do some heavy lifting work it on it. It will, Magic, uh, it will crank. That I got that uh, like, like a few months back when I was oh, yeah. playing. I had it connected to the external fan, running it in, full, in, in basically with the internal fan running and trying to basically play Undead Horde at 120 frames per second. And I could see yeah. the battery drop. I'm like, crap, I won't finish my game. No, no, it's it's one of those. Um, and, and I'm and I'm not saying I, I like, like Samsung, but but I'm and I'm not saying Samsung should make the fold do that out of the box. No one is under. I mean, that's not how the Moto works out of the box. No one is under the illusion that people are going to pick up this phone as a status symbol out of the box. It should be more manageable, but yeah. that there's not a button I can push to say. Give me I don't the know go juice yeah, so it, I can get my work done. That bug really bug. bothers me. It's, it's on a, a two thousand dollar folding. It's tab. a profile. It's a control thing because of what what's been going on with them. And I feel I'm hoping at some point we'll have maybe third party apps that allow us to pro, to run better. Because I think the profile there is profile management. They're running multiple profiles, so it's not like they're not trying to run the governor to to allow us to run two different things. But yeah, <laughs> I like that case. The, oh my god, that color is really nice. Yeah, I missed the moto. I really missed the moto. I haven't, 
Uh, Moto just just launched actually a new phone actually this week, I think, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, which a whole bunch of content creators putting. I think jo- uh, Joshua Vergara was doing a live stream earlier, like yesterday about it. But so the long story is, for me at least at this point, it's still a, a work in progress. Kind of a little bit like how we had it with, or how I had it with uh, the Nothing phone. I feel like the Nothing phone yeah. is is a massive work in progress and we are along for the ride. As long as you understand that and you appreciate that and you're okay with waiting for things to get better, I don't think it's a bad de- a bad decision. I think you're able to get yourself a, a pretty good experience that will get better over time. I just I'm hoping that Carl Pay and the company sticks the landing with the three OS updates. That's a tall sure. order on a four hundred dollar or four hundred pound phone. It's you a know, lot it's, of support. It, you that's pay a lot for of it. yeah. And I just I don't know where this is. Like I said, this is like when you three op- I mean, obviously Android they, it was released with 12, 13 is out. There's conversations now talking about the fact it's not going to see Android 13 until probably early next year. Honestly, I don't really see a big reason why you'd be in a rush to get it in there. I know the conversation is well, they're running so stock, they're not running so much customization. Why is it so hard to get it on there? And why is it the conversation sure. ends up becoming, you know. Like, why Why are we not getting them on day one? At the end of the day, you pay 400 pounds for the phone. You're not paying 800 to $1,000. They're supported, they're developing. They may be running a very small dev team. Also, they only have one phone right now, so they're not really building the OnePlus yeah. uh, support or the other company. So you have to understand. And again, it, I hope that they land the, the, the It's, it's tricky because we, we want to keep expectations in check. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and I can, I, I mean, I can definitely appreciate sort of both sides of that. Like new update just came out from Google. How come I don't have it in a reasonable time frame? And my reasonable time frame is 36 hours after all the pixels update. Yeah. Um, I get it. I feel the transitions from Android 10 to 11 to 12 have put me in a more conservative place where I don't want the big updates on day one. I want the big updates after the company has taken enough time to properly to, refine them. To prop, yeah, properly test the upgrade, uh, especially upgrading the devices, not just the new devices coming out. And I think that's the biggest. Yeah, uh, well, especially for the older devices. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, so, so much more vulnerable. Completely agree. So, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate, you know, I was making fun of Samsung earlier in the thing, you know, even my duo and my Duo 2 have the August security patch. <laughs> so Samsung must hate their customers, and Microsoft is the winner. Yeah. Um, but but in, in managing these transitions and in, and in looking at what these expectations should be, I, I still, I mean, I still feel like the biggest problem that we have is the gamesmanship of talking about one hyper-specific data point or metric as the winner for a popular brand and then not giving another brand the same kind of consideration. Look, look at the kind of conversation we're having about Samsung. And we've got some Fold 4 owners here. Mm-hmm. You know, the irony of the name. <laughs> <when you lie. laughs> he caught me. I saw that, Michael. Like, oh, my God. Touche, my friend. Touche. Right on the point there. So I, I've Tee been off. in a few other live streams over the over the last week. And, and literally like three today. And I don't know what it is, but we've got all the patience in the world and we make all the assumptions for Samsung and they're going to be putting out some updates. Even what you were saying, like, I hope Samsung is going to do this. I I hope that we see this kind of refinement. It's a work in progress. We've got all the patience and understanding. And then we bring up like, well, how how come this brand new phone company doesn't have Android 13 out on their only phone? How come the update's not here yet? 
And it, and you can see we've now suddenly lost all that chill. We've suddenly lost all that patience. We, need, we no yeah, longer yeah, have give the same consideration. Absolutely. Uh, same thing. We, we were joking about it last week, but apparently every problem on the Pixel 6a must be perfectly fixed now because I don't see these major YouTubers who were complaining about fingerprint sensors and 60 hertz. Now that the phone's on Android 13 and it's running better than it did before launch when they put out their hack reviews, which you should never call something a review weeks before the product is actually shipped to consumers, um, I can only assume... Well, the product must be perfect now because I don't hear the doom and gloom and the skies falling and all those people complaining about stuff. What's going on? So, right. again, we've got all of this patience. We've got all this chill. We've got all of this r- runway and expectation and Samsung's going to fix it and they're going to fix it and they're going to fix it even for things that they might not be able to fix. You can't fix the Galaxy S22 with software. That's not a software problem. And then every other company is held to a standard of perfection in pre-release. And that's where I've got to get real spiky. I would love to not be this bitter about my own personal experiences with Samsung and how awful their PR has been to a number of the outlets that I've worked with and to myself personally. You will always have a Samsung review filtered through how miserable that company is to work with. But I would love to be more patient and considerate. But if I hold Samsung to the same standard that every other reviewer holds OnePlus, Motorola, Google and the Pixel, Vivo and Xiaomi, then Samsung fails harder oh, than oh, any of those other brands while, while they make the boldest claims and we should have the highest ex- expectations for them being the single biggest brand in Android space, that that to me is where I have that disconnect. I want to like the Fold 4 more for what it is, is a funky, hinged experiment, but I can't if this is the kind of conversation... Like, I can't give any inch to that Samsung special consideration that no other company gets. Yeah, and I don't... This is the thing for me. I don't like to give accommodation for one over the other. I truly believe... I mean, this is true to almost every brand. No device at launch comes out 100%. No device at launch is able to do everything they say that it's going to do. The things that Nothing Phone put out in the in their pre-briefing did not all materialize. It's coming. There are more things coming in. But we need to be able to give the same accommodation. And this is why I titled my video, work, you know, A Work in Progress. It is a work in progress. And you need to accept that that's what it is. And if you get into it, then then you understand what you're getting. Don't go into it with the, you know, this is the best of the best of the best. And then be disappointed if things are not working. The things that I'm seeing on the Fold 4 for me are typical things that I've seen from Samsung before. They don't like us having third-party launchers, and they're making it harder. It's been showing. This isn't new. So I'm not bringing in new statements there, but I always try to keep it consistent in the, look, what you're looking at, and I, especially when we were ta- when I made the video about the 6A, I spoke about it exactly. This was a pre-release software. We're running the April 1st security patch update. This is not even running latest and greatest. So the concerns that we have, and this is before I even knew Android 13 was uh, was going to be coming out on this, like in literally a week and a half later. It was a big surprise that was. Uh, yeah, I, like, I mean, again, I looked, I yeah. looked so good in my Pixel 6a review because I, I like I said in the video, um, I did the video for reviews.org. Reviews.org, yeah, yeah. And 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 I said, um, <clears throat> so I got impatient and I loaded the Android 13 beta during my review period and blah 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 blah, but. 
you know, from the time that I put out this review, you will not be buying the phone in this state soon. We know Android 13 is right around the corner. And then it was like literally a week later. Because I was just saying like, well, you'll get Android 13 like in September, October. But it was like literally, it was like I had predicted the week before that we were going to be getting the Android 13. I just looked really clever. It, you, you did on <laughs> that video. Right? I love it when you're when you're able to read the tarot cards and like, yeah, you know, I know it's oh, coming. Yeah. Let's just talk about that. Uh, but just to kind of also uh, reiterate, DTA has a perfect phone. You're right, TK. TK, don't forget, iPhones do come out perfect. As always, yeah, that was my fault. I do apologize for for everybody's. Um, you know, just to make sure you guys are understanding. Yes, they do come out perfect. Everything and anything that uh, is announced at launch is available on the phone uh, months and yeah. months later, not available at day one. Yeah, but, Tech Odyssey, know. Deep Fusion was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Yeah, Adam. Like, um, the, the, the filmic support for multi-camera was amazing it was at, at launch. launch. It was absolutely That amazing. was always uh, totally perfect. I, um, I this this the iPad feature, yeah. um, no, but, which is... It's 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 in their launch, though, remember? Like, they'll make announcements and a whole bunch of stuff, you know, coming later. Yeah. I'm like, what? Huh? Okay, and, so and, and could be eight months later. You oh, yeah, don't yeah. know. That, the term later is so, like, yeah. What was a, it? The iPhone I, 11 took took what? It took almost seven months to get the phone that they announced they at announced launch. At, yeah, you got the hardware, right? The hardware was there. But the software and that you were supposed to be able to do with that hardware. Now, now when, when, when I pick up a Pixel, I sound like I'm really fair and unbiased when I say things like, but you've got to review the phone and talk about the phone for what it can do today. Yeah. You shouldn't be buying phones for the promise of what they might be able to do later unless it's an iPhone review. <laughs> and then it's totally fine to be like, I don't know. Uh, you'll get these magical camera features someday. someday. Buy the phone now because someday you'll get this amazingly cool stuff. But on a Pixel, I got to keep it a buck. But on a Samsung, we know they'll put out good software, so buy the phone and hope for the updates. But but on a on a Pixel, no, you you can only be reviewed in its pre-release state, and that's yeah. how the phone will forever exist. It, it's always going to be in that in that stat, status of who do you give a pass and who do you just basically hold the hand of a yeah. flag. <laughs> sorry, it's, Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. That, that, that was me. That was yeah, I know. We, we reached a limit. I but... took us down this path. That's no, that's no, on no. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, so with that with that kind of kind of going on with the way it is right now, I feel like and, and I still don't have my hands on the flip, by the way, the, my flip ended up uh, being delayed for some reason. So I don't get mine till maybe tomorrow, hopefully. Um, the the biggest thing for me overall, I would probably say is the Fold 4 is pretty much a very good, ex- good example of what the Fold 3 was. Some minor improvements and overall benefiting more from the SoC um, than... Okay, sorry. The, the, I, I know you're trying to sum this up and we're probably kind of going to need to start wrapping up our, oh, our sure. podcast here. But sure. but you 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 had some carrier side issues. Oh, there was. Yeah. 22. And that was the reason why I went away from that. that sure. But but from the experience b- before you had your your meltdown on RCS. Yeah, I'm, I'm I don't understand this tech YouTube debate. Note 22 versus Fold 4, one's more expensive than the other, but what's really the upgrade? You have spent considerably more time with the Note 22. Oh, I have some strong yeah. feelings about the Note 22, but I'd love to hear from you. Sure. Now that you've been spending some time with the Fold 4, 
Is it a $500 upgrade over a Note 22? So what, I, what, how do you feel about Samsung's current sort of hardware focus, performance focus, and price divisions? And especially a, with this YouTube debate raging. <laughs> so I'll, I'll start by saying this. I pre, it, the, pre, the preface to this will be is this. The Note 22 Ultra, the S22 Ultra, is not, in my opinion a competitor to the S, uh, to the Fold 4. They're two devices that are parallel products. They're not intended for the same user. The users that want the Note will not be obviously going over to the Fold because the Fold doesn't replicate the Note. It's not a, it's not the same. They are the only comparison you're able to draw between the two is the fact that they're a, a Samsung experience running on similar hardware, one with an 888, uh, sorry, an A Gen 1 and one with an A Plus Gen 1. I personally chose to switch my SIM card to put into this device for for the next foreseeable future on the fold, not because I uh, I needed to. It was more because of the issues I was having with the carrier version of the Note 22 Ultra, which just to, to be fair, were, were not an issue till about a month and a half ago when we started getting, you know, remember that when we were going, we heard all the news, we we're getting like four to five updates in that one month. And then Samsung was trying to mm-hmm. patch up whatever they were trying to do. I and know, I, right? They messed up some stuff in the background, at least on T-Mobile side. And T-Mobile couldn't figure out how to help me. And the only answer T-Mobile right. came back when we was reset the phone. And I'm like, that's not the answer. I mean, obviously it is the answer because I could technically do that. But what happened to me where there is I, after the trip with with the family where my wife had the unlocked Note 20 Ultra, uh, the Note 20 Ultra connected to the internet, browsing and running all around. And my phone on T-Mobile was sitting there twiddling thumbs, no internet. Right. Um, consistent issues were freezing, lockups and crashes on my phone. There's something wrong with the software. It drove me crazy. And then the RCS was the final straw because to me, I can live with restarting my phone. I can live with a little bit of hiccup there. I change enough phones. But when I cannot Mm -hmm. use my phone as a communicating device the way I need to use it, you know what I mean? Like an example, I'm not saying that uh, obviously, you know, you're an example that I'm able to connect with you on multiple levels. But again, I was missing messages from family members, my son, my wife. Those are big, important things. I need to get those messages that stopped me and made me want to switch. So the fold is is a is a conduit and will be something that I probably will jump off from to something else. Um, so to answer the question, I know it was a long way of kind of jumping back into it. Uh, it's not a five hundred dollar upgrade. It's not a competitor to that device. The reason you would get a fold is because you do want to get that duality of a of a, of a personality into a device. Small form factor, large form factor, one phone. S Pen is a is a side hustle. The S twenty two Ultra is still the best phone that Samsung made in 2022. There's no question there. You want the best camera. You want the best experience. The Note 22 Ultra is the phone to go with. Um, Just don't go with the carrier version. Go straight up with with theirs because it seems like they're able to fix their issues. But you know what I mean? So I I wouldn't necessarily, like I said, I don't think that argument makes sense. Somebody comparing those two devices are are just trying to draw at straws because it doesn't make sense. They're not in the same market. No one person that looks for one that likes one would go for the other. I I feel similarly. I my a part of a, a, a part of what what holds me up is again like we 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 sort of discussed or like I was rambling earlier on in this episode is what what do I do on a foldable that's different than a slate phone mm-hmm. and how does the fold manifest that? at a price so much higher 
especially for a device like the Note 22, mm-hmm. which is so good at and driving and, other and a displays. large device to start with. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You could run multiple. Yeah, things. and it's not like the Note 22 is is a small phone by any standard. But I, what I mean is like there there is an argument to be made where a strategic portable touchscreen could replace my use of a Tab S8. And I could just get away with using a Note 22. Mm-hmm. And that combination would still be, well, I mean, it would still be, what, $200 cheaper oh, than absolutely. a Fold 4. Uh, the, so, the, two, the 512 Note S22 Ultra would still be about three to $400 cheaper, yeah, than, than the Fold. You're paying the price of the, the foldable experience, like you said, the hinge. So, yeah, has, but, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm looking at the hinge. But... This is this is where I feel like tech YouTube has basically just become a bunch of like fashionista wannabes. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Because we're we're talking. Well, this is the flagship. Is the S series the flagship or is the Z series the flagship? And you're like, we that word has lost all meaning. Oh, absolutely. There 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 isn't. You know, like there there is a Z line for a reason. It's not the Galaxy S fold, it's the Galaxy Z fold because it's supposed mm-hmm. to represent a completely different market of ideas. Um and to me it's still Z is now their experimental line. It, it, I I love my duos. That's a public beta. Yeah, yeah. The fold to me is still a public beta. Oh, I, I mean, you know, you're paying for an amazing piece of engineering, but there's nothing mainstream about it. No, 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 no. And, and it's in my entire experience, I'll be very honest, is since the amount of the years that I've been using foldable devices, I have only seen the fold twice. Twice. I've seen it once. I've seen one in out in the wild. Yeah. That, it, that it, wasn't it, yours. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, <laughs> and it wasn't, and when I said I saw it twice, one of them was not you holding it because I know you borrowed it last day. No, no, it was no. It's a um, really, really old guy with amazing Italian loafers driving a brand new mid engine Corvette. And he was rocking a Z Fold Three. I will. That's the when, only one I've seen out in the wild. When, when I went to New York last um, last time for for the OnePlus event, I saw I saw a gentleman holding it, and he was run. He was basically using it without a case, which drove me crazy. I so wanted to like, hopefully, I find a case or something, just throw it at him, put something to protect it. But he was running it without it, um, and he was. Uh, it, but you know, I mean, it, overall, as far as the device, it is a very hyper niche experience the fold and it more so the fold than it is on the flip the flip i feel like it's gaining more popularity but the flip is way more mainstream absolutely sure. the price point is in the right place um i had hoped that they would add some more functionality into it making it you know the fact nope. that it's a thousand dollars and, nope, and in fact i'm money. even i'm i'm happy that it just didn't get no, a I, big I, old price this increase is the same, no, no, this it is got the a same bigger battery yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good I'm, I'm serious the flip I, four just like the flip three yeah makes yeah. so much more sense to me in, in a direct consumer conversation, it makes yeah. so much more sense to me than the fold does. And then yeah, we've yeah. got this like fake debate. To me, again, it just feels like I needed to make another like Samsung piece Video. of content, and now it's yeah. a Samsung versus Samsung. And I, I can't see any justification for a portable compute platform win for the fold four over a Note twenty two. If we're just talking about dollar to performance to practicality yeah you tell me you just want to own something cool and you like having a larger surface area on that inner display i mean that's great but the note 22 is such a truck of a phone s pen built into the casing Mm -hmm. one of the all-time best camera experiences samsung has ever created 
yep. drives decks to the same level as one of their tablets, and and you can buy so many more accessories to flesh out the note than you could for the same dollar amount that you would spend on the Fold Four. To me, it's a it's a non controversy. It's a non traversy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of yeah, silly yeah. to me that we're still like, oh, this one's the more expensive one. It should be the bestest with everything and the best in it. And no, you're like, well, that's not what a beta test is. You're yeah. paying for the beta test. You're, you're beta. <laughs> you're you're ab- absolutely. You're paying money to access hardware that is still in, in to a certain point in development and still a moving target. The biggest thing that kicked me really this year was more about at CES, Samsung showcased other foldable technologies that they were looking into i'm talking rollable trifolds larger foldable technologies and so on yeah for sure and none of that is here none of that we got the same spiel to a certain point like i said i mean if you have a z fold 3 i'd say stick with it you're you're pretty much there you're literally there um you're not buying the phone for the cameras. You're not buying it because it's a, it's the best camera. That that's why you buy a an Honor V. That's why you would buy a Xiaomi. That's why you know with the Leica cameras you you jump into, uh, yeah, of course the 12s Ultra or, or something. Now TK, me being a big time YouTuber, I looked at the the 50 megapixels here. I couldn't see any difference when looking at a, a you know an iPhone. You know it's it's, it's the yeah. processing. It's all the image processing is what makes the photos, you know, the gooder and the same. And so, I mean, I, I mean, I took two just sort of random auto modes. I mean, I really took time to, like, compose a nice shot for the iPhone. And then I kind of did this with the Android while I was trying to shoot the photo. I couldn't see any difference. I don't see what all the big deal is, you know. I'm glad you. I'm glad you explained it very nicely. I mean, that was very directly to the point. You did the yeah. right methodology. I, I, I do technology. I'm, I'm, I do tech. <laughs> I, no, I know it. It, it drives me. It drives me when people are able to draw a line. But it, you're right. It sometimes comes down to they need to create. They need to put together a fair piece of content that's related to either a popular topic, and it, it inevitably ends yeah. up being a conversation that is pre, you know, they're predetermined before the video was even shot. Let's just say that. And if it's, oh, yeah. it is that, but, then but it, I mean, it's when hard, it, when it's, it's Samsung to, to Samsung again, I mean, what what frustrates me is you know, Aditya is making a joke like, you know, you've goofed when Juan is out here defending the Note 22. I mean, like I loved the Note 22. That was a great oh, it, phone. It, it, there is a reason um, why my SIM card kept coming, going back to it. But I yeah. have a solution that is better, so I don't have to. <laughs> well, yeah, you know what I mean? Like when, when, when you're when <laughs> the, the the reality of the matter is, I do a lot of mobile content. I do a lot of content on the go now, more so than I did before, the years before. Ever since CES, when I started this year with the with the X70 Pro Plus, I mean, heck, man, this device has uh, seriously moved my approach to technology. The the thing for me is you need to appreciate what you have. You need to understand the tool that you have and what you need to use it for. The S22 kept keeping my SIM card because of A, storage, B, flexibility, and the cameras were really good. I, I shot in 4K60 all the time. Everything came out yeah. very smooth, beautiful. And I'm able to edit and render. And I had that term, that that, uh, that enhanced processing. Oh my God. Okay. So I have another friend of mine that picked up, a, picked up an X80 Pro Plus, uh, not Pro Plus, an X80 Pro. Pro Plus, we're hearing rumors that the Pro Plus is coming out soon. But the um, the thing for me at the, at the end of the day is more about what can I do and what can I, what is the tool that I need to use? And ever since I've gotten the X70 Pro Plus back, I've been shooting a lot more with it, but I haven't been running my SIM card in it because I typically don't need it. I just need it for content creation. I don't need the internet on it. Uh, it actually simplifies the process for me because it releases, reduces the amount of background processes that can run. 
And um, you know, once I cut down the animation to 0.5 on on Fun Touch, it snappy. Everything just jump jumps yeah. up, jump for me. Um, and yeah, it's a good feel. Yeah. No, no, it yeah. is. It, and this is the thing: you know what you're going to get. You get comfortable with the piece of tech. You get to, uh, you also you know what you can expect. You're what you're going to be getting out of the cameras from there. And I prefer the X70 Pro Plus even in 2022 over Samsung's uh, technology. Not to say that it's better in in if, all around. If I didn't have the X80 Pro, I would yeah. still have that X70 Pro Plus. I know. It's... Yeah, I know. I, and I am so happy that you got the X80 Pro because <laughs> for that for that conversation to be had in the way it's having it's going right. I, so I still need to wrap up just a few more things, and then sure, you sure, and yeah. Me, I mean, not 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 like we've got to do a swap. I just need to get this Xiaomi in your hands yeah. i because again with, with your experiences to, on the I'm, x70 I, yeah i would love i think to i think you're really gonna translate. like well, yeah because, because yeah yeah i, I want to see that experience um and and then last time we hung out at the peterson i i'm not gonna lie i had so many phones on me that i was trying to trying to take yeah. some trying to shoot uh, pictures and so on that i i didn't even i had i held the phone for maybe a couple minutes and Juan was shooting. The I mean, and I, at one point yeah. I was like, yeah, go, go and take it and shoot. I had four phones on me and I would say it was because I got there about 15 minutes before you did. Yeah, yeah. And it only took me about 10 minutes for me to go. No, I'm just going to focus on the Vivo and the Xiaomi. I'm not going to use these other two phones at all. It, it was, um, it, was definitely... it was pretty immediate. Yeah. No, you could definitely. We were definitely trying to push our cameras with more low light to, uh, photography. The, the lighting at at, at the at, an, at, a, at a museum such as the Peterson is um, is challenging for some devices. Not everything is well lit. It, depending where you are, you know, we, like remember when we went into McLaren, Those hard room, museum spotlights. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. With with the shifting color lights and you know uh, displays in the background. So the short answer for me is. Um, Yes, although I the reason why I'm enjoying right now with the fold and why I'm, I'm actually testing it because I want to see how it lives it with it. I will be traveling with it, which also helps for watching content on the flight. I don't have to bring a tablet with me, but at the end of the day, it's still an odd form factor, right? Like yeah. at the end of the day, when I'm watching movies, you, you can't get the 16 by nine or a close enough of an experience to fill up the display, and if you do, you're cropping so much. Um, you can only watch the Snyder cut in old, like sixteen millimeter Steve films. From, Absolutely, like, the that one. 60s. The fold is made for the Snyder cut, Justice League. That's exactly the yeah, four I, by three. I want to say, I want to say, yeah, yeah. Who is it? The Frankenheimer film Seconds, starring Rock Hudson. It's a very Twilight Zoney kind of, kind of uh, not science fiction, but sort of a, a thriller. Mm-hmm. I think that might be shot four by three so if, if you pick up the oh man see now i'm gonna have to pull that up now i'm gonna have to see it's an incredible film black and white beautiful uh you know sort of great paranoia anxiety kind of kind of a film um would that it, might be, be the other thing a, that you can watch I was gonna say, would it be a good video to uh, a movie to watch on a flight do i want to be that paranoid on a flight it's gonna be a 12 hour 12 yeah no it is 11 11 and a half something oh man you could watch the movie like like six times oh that would be amazing i'm I'm like trying to 
I'm I'm almost tempted to say, hey man, if you're not using your Steam Deck, no, uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, you I can pry that from my I, cold I, dead hands. Yeah, I, I, um, I believe. I believe I will. I will not even come close. Even when you're, you're <laughs> we won't even be like you'll be seeing me showing you. Oh like, no, I was wrong. Seconds is in sixteen by nine. Ah, uh, okay. Well, never mind. Never, Maybe it was okay. seven days in May. Anyway. <laughs> I like old old sixties paranoia films. They're really great. So it's, it's, actually, uh, so so Frankenheimer is is yeah. I'm sorry, he's the, the original Manchurian candidate. And so he did a trilogy oh, okay, of films, okay. Manchurian Candidate, Seconds, and Seven oh. Days in May. Oh, okay, okay, and actually okay. Seven Days in May is, is really prescient today because it's about the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the Pentagon staging a coup against uh-huh. the government of the United States. Oh, okay. Very much like what's happening in the world today, only with the Supreme Court instead of the Pentagon. No, so no absolutely. I, I digress. I do want to talk about the film, though, Prey. So, last oh, week, yeah. I, so remember, we last week, every time you say, we always have this little side thing. So, okay, I'll say this. I so, last it. week we talked, we, we had... I've seen uh, it four like, times now. I love so it. I, I said, it is, I've seen it three it times so already. Good. So... After I, uh, the next morning, after you and I had our show and all that stuff, so I watched the movie by myself because I wanted to see, obviously, you know, the level of different things going on. You're right, absolutely. Uh, it's compared to Predator and Predator Two, it's I, I would say maybe a little bit it's, milder. Than it's a, a great things. trilogy now. Oh, absolutely. It, it the, the storyline of where this Prey, is in, Predator how, and Predator uh, Two, absolutely, and um, great. Uh, I, I want to say one question though. Did you catch the, yes. the little CGI mistake they had in the middle of the video, in the middle of the movie? where i don't uh okay so for nobody okay there's a scene where the predator dismembers a certain part of somebody's hands mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much saying they just dismembered the hand i don't know how I, my, my description is really bad that's okay so yeah, the cgi that they did for the dis, for you. the for the cutoff of the hand worked great till the actor coins uh, accidentally brought their hand close to their to their leg and their 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 AI system. You can did see not like catch it. The, the hand, hand shows floating. Back up. Yeah, it shows back up. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. So no, no, I need to see that. I you didn't catch that. It's it, it's okay. obviously not, yeah, yeah. I so needed an excuse to watch it again. I'm going for prey for for number five. When this I when great. I saw that the first time, so I caught that on the first <laughs> run, and so when I watched it with Omar again with with my wife, I told him, I said, did you catch it? He said, what? Did you see the hand? He's like, yeah, he just cut it off. I'm like. No, did you see when he came uh, back? <laughs> did you, he's like, no. So, so we rewinded the show, and he's like, yeah. The, <laughs> their AI, because they did it on, Missed obviously. It. Yeah, because it, it was too close to the body, right? Because they couldn't cut it. it out out of the field and then I transpose the it. background. So, but yeah. Um, so, but, but that's also kind of the charm of Prey, where yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it feels like a Predator film, but it feels like it's built on almost like... um like almost a Bloomhouse kind of low budget sensibility. There's a it's little, so yeah, much more focused. It's so absolutely. much leaner. Yep. And again, you, a mistake like that doesn't necessarily detract or distract from what the movie is trying to accomplish. No, absolutely not. As no, much no. as it just sort of reminds us that like, this is a predator film on a shoestring budget, not Very much. on a, on with, a massive, with, with some serious, um, like the, the, the graphics and the CGI were done very well. Again, once I, well. when I when I saw it, it, no, I mean for for where where things are, I mean the bear was kind of weak. Yeah, some area. You know, know. the bear was like, yeah, I know. The bear is like, it, like it could have just been Paddington the way it was so animated. <laughs> 
<laughs> Rumble Bear. But but you have to understand though. I mean, when you watch, so we if you start off with Predator, I'm not Predator saying they should have had a guy in a suit fight a real bear. Yeah, no, I'm no, just saying yeah. again, it was charming because you could see they weren't given the same kind of budget that the Predator got, but yeah. every nickel of their budget was up was on used. screen it, absolutely. to try and make the film look better. And, just, and it's a, at some point, you can't make a bear photorealistic better. in yeah. CG like that. And and arms will show back up. But it, yeah, what I'm trying to say is... <laughs> he regrew his hand so yeah. fast! Because you could, you could see the facial expression, supposedly, you know, oh my God, I lost my arm. But yet, I think, you know, they are, but what I, the one thing that I, so here's the thing, the editor missed that part, or it did yeah. probably that the editor is like, oh, crap, we have this. Can we go back and shoot it? Uh, we spent every single penny. It's just done. Keep it in, man. We're good. Keep going. Keep going. They'll appreciate the Easter egg. So long story short, I think it was fun. The little bit, little bits at the end, the little bit of uh, you know, the storyline or the I think storyboarding at the end was also very nice. So good. The throwback, the throwback to Predator Two was also very nice. So uh, to me, it was fun. Let's just say that it was fun. We enjoyed it. We, I watched it a couple of times. Omar enjoyed it. And then of course after that, we have to rewatch Predator One and Predator Two because you got to kind of kind of go Did in the, the same. Order. Yeah, same you thing. You have to finish the Did order, it. right? You have to kind of go in the right order. I, okay, I I I got real bad. Okay. Um. After after rewatch number three of uh, yeah, Prey, is, okay. Of, okay. of Prey, I, I did the same thing. It was like I, I was trying to bug Marie, like you really do need to watch the first Predator. Apparently, she has never sat and watched the first Predator. Well, Vanya she's never only finished. seen yeah, she, she's bits a of part it. of it. Yeah, she saw the beginning, and Vanya decided like, eh, and it's you're not like, mine. and, and yeah. I, I I'm, I'm I'm trying not to like really <sighs> like. You sort of bother my wife with this one, but she's such a big diehard fan. It is foolish not to give another John McTiernan video uh, movie mm-hmm. a try. And again, you see like the pedigree that goes into the original Predator and how clever that movie was. It is literally the death of the 80s action star on screen by killing a bunch of roided out 80s action actors. Oh, they're, they're all like, yeah. All she's seen is like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on, come on, do it, do it, and like come that's on. all she knows of of Predator. Well, so she, she doesn't understand. She, she made it to that scene. That, that's almost a no. Deal. She's only seen like bits of it, so oh, scenes okay. completely okay. out of context. So she, she hasn't sat through any yeah, of it. Yeah. So she missed like the incredible buildup, the the sort of subterfuge, the Carl Weathers character. All of the 80s tropes that then get dismantled literally as the film progresses. She, she's she's never experienced how clever this movie really was for it being kind of a schlocky 80s action flick with a sci-fi bent. And so she watched Prey and she loved it. And you're like, if you loved Prey, the original contributes to that story. I don't think I need to push her to see Predator 2, but I got tired of waiting for Marie. So I went and rewatched Predator 1 just because... Well, you know, I finished Predator 1. I, sh- I should probably just watch you gotta. Predator 2. And Predator 2, you know, it, it kind of, you know, it's not as good, but I really like what that movie tries to do for 90s action. And then I finished that. And you know what? The, the, the countdown on Hulu is telling me that if I just sit through the credits, it'll, it'll take me to Predators. I could just watch Predators. So I watched through Predators. And then I finished that up. And you're like, you know what? Maybe I should give The Predator, Predator. another chance. 
And I watched that again, and that movie is awful. Oh, man, the movie is so bad. But I watched it again, and now I'm like, you know what? I could go through Prey one, one more time because it's a really good movie. It, no, and, and I think this is the, the appeal of the movie. It's To me, it, it snuck up on me initially with the, the storyline, that it was simple, it was easy. And it's it's still kind of staying true to the original Predator as far as the continuation, uh, a single enemy coming in, people discovering with the with the storyline what they can and cannot do, uh, and and that in that ending the way she ended it was so smart. She not only figured it out, she figured out what what the Predator can and cannot see, but also how to utilize yeah. the helmet. That was epic. Like the Predator didn't even know. I just like oh shoot, it was at this moment he knew he fucked up. That was yeah. the, that. That's like the me. You got, oh, it's such a great in. oh shit moment. Yeah. Um, it, but 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 again, in 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 the and and why I'm I'm so disappointed in people who think they know how to talk about movies, calling her Mary Sue because oh. she is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Is it is the same type of character investment that we get in, uh, for Ripley in Aliens, yeah, yeah. where we're given just these little bits throughout the entire film, so that then when we get to the end it makes sense that the character can do what the character does. Yeah. I still think Ripley is the template. Mm-hmm. If you invest in a character and you take the time to show the audience what the character can do, when the character does something amazing at the end, it's totally earned. Mm-hmm. And, and I said this, I mean, like last week, it's, it's, it's the end of Aliens. I'm sorry, spoilers for the end of Aliens. But when Ripley fights the alien queen... We have already been shown through two hours of film that Ripley is mechanically educated, that she is clever, that she is curious, that she works with the Marines to figure out, like, there's that whole scene with her and Hicks, like, well, show me how this... This this assault rifle works. And he's like, well, you probably don't want to mess with the grenade launcher. And she's like, no. Show me everything. (laughs) Show me the grenade launcher. So when we finally get to the climactic finale... Everything she does has been earned in some other part of the film. And Naru is built almost exactly the same way in in Prey. And so if you like your tough 80s female action heroes, your your Ellen Ripley's, your Sarah Connors, your Holly McLean's, Mm -hmm. Naru is almost perfectly cut from that same kind of template where the entire movie... Teaches her yeah, it's how to get her to character, that point, and it's through mistakes, through challenges, through um, through under uh, underestimating uh, her 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 capabilities and so on. And people continually kind of putting obstacles, yeah. and she just keeps fighting through it. And I think that's the beauty of the story, so that when you do get to the end, you do understand how, like you know, like there it's was that, totally even that little bit. Where yeah. she was able to to uh, to learn about the flower that her mom used to use, that special medicine that the mom used, yep. and she's like, but she never told her about it. But then she was able to watch her and learn about it, and you can see her healing the dog, healing the other the soldier, and uh, the uh, you so know the injured. Good. So it's. Those little things when you I'm gonna watch have to watch again. this movie again. Oh, I go for sick. Once you this once you see, awesome. I, I'm seriously, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. But once you see this, you cannot unsee it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it for the arm. This is hilarious. Yeah, you just gotta um, find this like yeah, reappearing arm. Yeah, uh, 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 you know, I completely agree. The, the the finale of Prey is is just such a great payoff for for what the character up, yeah. goes through. Yeah. Um, Michael Peppertech, anytime you want to chat. 
ridiculous any of these movies? movie oh my critique God. and stuff. So if you haven't, um, you got to start with Prey. Start with Prey and and drive and let Hulu drive you through the. Rest. Actually, I, I don't know. We're, we're we're losing audience because like we're already running long for two hours. Or our normal oh, ninety just, minute podcast is going sorry, into. You uh, said movie uh, at the end, and then I had the, the like. Oh wait, I'm supposed to talk to you about that. So sorry. so so it, it, I, I, for for the few people watching. Um, I thank feel, you. By the way. <laughs> thank you for being. With yeah, us. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel there are good arguments. Like, let's just say we're going to narrow it down to just like Marilyn's got to go. And Marilyn, thank you for thank you. Way. you. You've gone above and beyond, Marilyn. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thank you. Yes. I, I feel there are good arguments in both directions mm-hmm. to watch chronologically in the world of the movies. So you start with prey, then you go predator, then you go predator two. And then there are also good reasons to go release date. So you would go predator one, predator two, then prey. And, and I'm not sure which would really deliver the better experience. I think from the, so, okay, I, I can, I can have a, I can have an argument on both ends. On one end, obviously there's the chronological order. You understand the story. You can see how it kind of built up from one to the other. But for me, it's also the production value, like the quality of the, of the videos. If you start watching them in the order of one, two, then pray, you see the, the advancement and the improvements. And you can see that these movies were released at different times with different capabilities at the, at sure. the time when the movies were released. So for me, I feel like that would be the benefit of having gone that way, which is the way we and just to be fair, that's how we watched it because you went one, two, then pray. You didn't do pray first. It wasn't available. Right, so that's true. Yeah, at the end of the day. And we still appreciate it, pray for what it is. And then we were able now, to pick up on, on little TK. So, what if we did, what if we did, okay, what if, what if? <laughs> There's a what if. What if we did Predator, Prey, okay. and then Predator 2? One step forward, one step back, <laughs> two step forward. <laughs> right. I don't know. I gotta try that. I gotta. Try, I gotta try to see if I, if the the timeline would be. It would make sense because it has elements of one. I mean, there's a lot of throwback to one. There's a lot of scenic throwback to one. The 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 if it can bleed, it can die kind of thing. Those those statements right. there, and, you're like, and there are those those lines. That. You are and one the, ugly mother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, literally. And then ending it with the gun, and then jumping into two. No, 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 don't, 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 because Michael Pepper hasn't watched any of them. Oh, I'm sorry. No, oh, but, uh, it's fun. The ending gun has fun. no significance. You have not heard the gun. <laughs> um, it's not the gun you're looking into. Uh, or regardless, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I, I, Michael Pepper Tech. Um, there, there, there are all these different. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a huge nut for horror and suspense, and and especially movies that really kind of build up tension. Yeah. Um, that is not Predator, but Predator has become one of my favorite movie villains. And again, for Twin Folk Tech, I, I think it's hilarious because the Alien versus Predator films are awful. <laughs> They're just terrible. So I made it through The Predator, and then on a whim, I was like, how bad could Alien versus Predator really yeah. be? I just sat through The Predator, and I made it 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, I remember. This movie sucks. And I turned it off. I finished The Predator, and that movie is bad. I couldn't make it through Alien vs. Predator. But, but the, the, one of the reasons why I very much enjoy Predator as a movie monster 
is yep. because of the first film's deconstruction of the 80s action tropes. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot smarter than people give it credit for. It does belong in a conversation similar to a masterpiece like Die Hard. It's okay that this is over-the-top 80s action. It's over-the-top 80s action done really well. And so I think it would probably make the most sense to start off with Predator and have that kind of historical appreciation. Like, whether or not it still holds up in all aspects and special effects is definitely a lot of schlock that happens in that movie. But I think it's also sort of historically significant for being a transition out of the big muscle-head, roid-raging 80s action stars. No, I it, and I think that's the enjoyment of it. You go into it, you understand that and expect it. And it, again, if you have some time uh, over the weekend, Michael, I definitely recommend you jo- going through it. So I, I, it doesn't hurt to go in the chronological, but I think the one, yeah, one, one pray to that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say Michael Pepper's like, and again, I, I was being really cheeky and stuff because um, he's asking what 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 should I watch and in what order. If we're just talking about the Predator films, I think you've got a really satisfying trilogy going Predator. Predator 2, Prey. In going in in theatrical release order, I think Predator 1 is a classic example of high-concept 80s action. Predator 2 is going to be the low point of the series. It is schlocky and 90s, and it tries to add to the story in ways that don't really make the story better, but they're very 90s. And then I think you finish strong with, with Prey. And so I think that would be my recommendation is to kind of fit the fit the trilogy the, that the way. way. Most, yeah, yeah, because that's the, exactly I, how most everybody saw the uh, saw the movies in anyways. So you'd experienced sure. it in the same order. Yeah, you're right. But, but the reason why I'm saying you can probably abbreviate the Predator experience, I find when we do Alien versus Predator, when we do Predators, and when we do The Predator – those three films should be their own separate trilogy of expanded Predator lore. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got interesting ideas, but I don't think they make for good movies. Predator, Predator 2, and Prey are humans being hunted, unstoppable force, crazy movie monster, but they're more contained. Mm-hmm. Predators, the Predator, and... What was the other one that I just said? So the Predator is the, the other... Predator, and then Predator... Um, the... No, that that's... You were talking about the last three, right? Predators, the Predator... I'm missing a, a Predator film in there. Hold Regardless. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other, the <laughs> other Predator films... It is lit. No, it's kidding. Yeah, um, right. the, the other Predator films try to add so much more science fiction that they don't keep the movie monster intensity. So I, 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 I would more comfortably push those, push those. Oh, there's the uh, predators, the predator. And then there is no, that uh, aliens. Oh, okay. in the alien versus predators. Yeah. Yeah. The, the alien so, so I guess that's actually saga. a quartet of, of films, but yeah. 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 Cause the, you, then you'd start venturing into the other, and changing the story, but I mean, overall, either way, I think the movies you, those are fun movies to watch, and you know, with their cheesiness and their fun, fun parts, and you know, Arnold, uh, you know, being himself and everybody being Jack ripped going into this experience, but basically right. just Arnold walks away. It's just this funny. Um, 
but yeah, no, with that being said, I do realize we're running a little bit late for everybody else. I do want to say first, thank <laughs> you. You need to do a half hour. I, I know, I know. It, and it was like literally when we were like an hour and 15 minutes and he said the word movie. I love and it. I was like, crap, we have, no, no. I, I mean, I, I've been wanting to circle back because I haven't had a chance to have, Juan and I don't, sure. didn't have a chance to kind of circle back. This RCS debacle has we, been. We were trying to, on. yeah, we were trying to chat over text and you're like, I don't think TK got what I meant. Oh, he just didn't get the message that I said. Yeah. Okay. That's Girl, why we're not. He, we're not he would send me screenshots of his conversations with me and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I didn't get <laughs> oh, those. Right. You know, no, you talk to the other TK. Um, but, oh, but yeah. also, MPT, any, anytime, literally anytime you need me to just regurgitate years of stored up and pent up nerddom for horror films and action films and suspense films, just hit me up. I'll, I'll give you hours of commentary on the history of zombies. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. It's fascinating I, stuff. I love it. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and everybody, I do, we do appreciate it. I know typically we, we try to keep it around the two hours. <laughs> But there was that nice, it was just, it was a nice streak. So um, for sure, more content, more things kind of coming up. Um, I will say this much. We're going to let you guys know how things are going to be for next week's uh, episode. There obviously seems to be things that we need to discuss. Once Um, we figure it out. Once we figure it out. And and once I figure out where I'm going to be exactly for our time, because there's that whole, I'm traveling on Wednesday. There's two separate trips that I'm doing. On Wednesday, I'm transitioning from one to the other. And that's when I go from local to international. And there's a quite a bit of that where yeah. I'm like warming in the air and I can't be on even the internet online there. It doesn't work. But um, I do want to say thank you very much for everybody hanging out with us. Look forward to some good content. Juan, anything that you're still planning on dropping this weekend uh, before the SGGQA? Anything that we can maybe look forward to? Um, Sorry. Maybe? Again, we've got to talk about what's going on with scheduling. Um, I put that's out true. an article uh, talking, uh, sort of revisiting the LG V60, and that yep. really lit up. Kind of just, uh, I, I mean, like again, I'm getting a little burnt out on some of the videos that I'm making, but there's mm-hmm. still these conversations that I want to keep up with. And so there are a couple things that I think I'm going to start moving back into text pieces. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I really feel they deserve follow ups. Um, the Honor Magic Four is mm-hmm. such a good phone, and it needs a little bit more of a lived in experiential follow up the axon oh that's right yeah you so got the axon good. 40 yeah yeah i mean it's a budget ultra and it really deserves just that little bit of extra i've been playing with it i've been doing this i'm i you know i've been i've been trying to utilize that it's gotten a couple more updates than any other zte that i've used in, in the history of using zte so so much of that um I, I feel like I can't keep making videos for all of that because then I get too delayed. I never really finish it. And then it just kind of gets pushed to the side when new stuff comes out. Yeah, so yeah. I think those are now going to have to live on as text pieces. But okay. you know, I still feel like it's worth putting the time into just writing out some experiences and saying, like, this is a phone that really does deserve to be called an Ultra. The Magic 4 really does deserve to be called a Pro. These things yep. are a lot better and they've gotten better with oh, just a absolutely. few little software updates too. Every, so. Yeah, those are the things that you need to. It, it, this is going to be inevitably the, the story with every device. As time goes on, and as you live in, live with it, you definitely do get a better experience because the companies do learn from their mistakes and they're listening and they're trying to fix things. It's not a it's not a one version software you get there and you're done. So 
but it's nice. At least you're giving the opportunity to give yourself, you know, be able to put it more in the words uh, and still get the content out. And um, yeah, the, and me, I feel I like that's, that's the win, kind of yeah. stuff I, I missed doing the most at Pocket now when we kind of killed the After the Buzz series. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. And I want to get back to a bit more of that, but I can't make them all videos. So I think that's I, I'm hoping to maybe get an Axon piece out tomorrow or Saturday. Okay. I okay. don't know that that's going to happen, but um, we'll I, look I kind of feel like it deserves that. it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. And then for me, uh, tomorrow uh, I'm I'm shooting to drop a, a, the the Fold Four versus Fold Fold Three, and then of course I have to package up the Fold Three to go. Um, and then maybe a, a Z Flip 4 video over the weekend kind of carry me through and then um, start shooting some content ahead of time for next week. Since I'm traveling, I'm not going to be able to do a lot of in-studio content. So kind of preparing myself, I put some things I can edit on the flight or even, you know, at the hotel when I'm sitting. So the the overall approach for me next week. So we'll have a, a live stream on Saturday. Hopefully I'll have a live stream on Saturday uh, next week. I'm not sure, but we'll have to figure that out with the timing. Um but again, thank you very much for everybody for hanging out with us. Thank you, uh, Tech Club and Mama, Ash, Michael Peppertech, Jeff, uh, Farhan, um, of course, uh, you know, uh, everybody, uh, uh, twin, twin folks in there as well. I think Aditya, of course, always, always thank you very much. Um, Ron, uh, Marilyn was in there earlier as well. And, and of course, we had Adam in there. Uh, you know, I hope you guys do great. I hope you guys have fun this week. Uh, I'll see you Saturday. And of course, we'll see you again with the SGGQA on Monday. And we'll have to see. We'll let you guys know about next week. But hopefully, uh, just enjoy your week and enjoy your tech. And then if you have a new fold and a new uh, Z Flip, um, let us know. Hit us up on the uh, on the internet and let us do know cool stuff think. with uh, it. Yeah, absolutely. Do the best that you can. Um, so be safe. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.